Hi, I'm David Subkoyak. I'm Annie Asher. And we are the hosts of a brand new podcast called Passive Aggression. Passive Aggression is an entertainment lifestyle podcast that covers anything and everything. We have different episode types discussing big moments, entertainment, our personal favorites, and specific topics. We take deep dives into general topics like how to live the say lovey lifestyle and why is reality TV great. And we love discussing movies like Legally Blonde and shows like Glee. Each episode culminates with our flames and chains, where we talk about the best and worst parts of our weeks. Annie and I are best friends, pop culture phenoms, and teenagers who love to chit-chat. If you are looking for a way to spice up your day by learning something new, or by hearing some candid opinions, be sure to listen to Passive Aggression on all platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at Passive Aggression Pod for behind the scenes, giveaways, updates, and so much more. Our episodes are released every Tuesday. See you there. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Thanks for joining the Backlit Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. On this show, we take a look back at the movies of yesteryear. That means we're going to talk about some of the best movies from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. So thank you for joining us. Now let's get it started in here. Hi, this is Zach. And this is Zoe, and welcome to the Backlit Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe, where we take a look back at the movies of yesteryear. And the reason that we started this show was to strengthen the bond between my son, Zach, and me, Zoe. We watch movies that I love when I was growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we get Zach's impression on these great movies. If you like our show, then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser.com, or your favorite podcast app. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the details in the show notes. So, Zach, my boy, what have you been up to? Uh, been playing a new game, Pokemon Unite. It's actually fun. So, which is that a mobile game? Yeah, or is yeah, that a- yeah, yeah, it's on the Switch at the moment. It will be going to Android and iOS when, when they can get it out. But it, it is a mobile game, so it's a multiplayer online arena battle game. There's not that much communication there, to be honest. Other like, it's not like oh, uh, gank the def- uh. It's- I guess it's like a defend this lane, but there's only like two lanes. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is like you're a Pokemon and you going around defeating these Pokemon in the wild so you can catch them. And then when you get, because uh, at first I think the cap is 20 or 30, one of the two, and you score it in the goalposts of the opponent's team. And it goes from 50 to 100 to, I believe. 200 or it stays at 100 because there's uh, a total of one, two, three, four, like five goalposts. But you can't just go to the next one and score. You have to get rid of the ones in the front first. So it's like that. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fun game. It's a 5v5. You can you battle in a while, battle the opponent, get their, um, make them lose Pokeball points so you can use uh, gain them and then score in their goal. It's really good. It sounds fun. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good way, I guess, for beginners to start so they can get the hang of mobile games to understand. But because not all mobile games are the same, it's a little... It's, it's only like for the top-down view mobile games where you can see... Uh, you have a top-down view, you're seen on top, and you can hide in the grass. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those mobile games. So like Dota 2, League of Legends, like those. So right. Smite's not going to be a part of it because Smite's like a... I believe third person 3D view. Right, right. Where you can actually view around your surroundings and stuff. 
There's no grass hiding. There's only like the fog in the jungle. That's just about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, played the new Smite update where there's no shoes and it's something trying to get a hang of because it's like, okay, gotta remember, there's no shoes. So I have to just build like I normally build, but it's like, feels weird because I'm not fast as I want to be. <laughs> when it comes to like some characters, is like if I'm playing a mid lane character like Hera, normally she's when I have shoes on, she's a little bit faster. But without the shoes, even though it progresses with the level, it's not the same. <laughs> it's really not, and it's worse if you're a support because supports are the slowest of the slow of all the people to be playing as. It's not fun, right? Well, all I can say is that it's not just. That you're slow. Every everybody is slow. No, because so. when you're a jungler, you're you're pretty decent fast. When you're a solo laner, you're pretty your warrior. You're pretty decent fast. No, when what, you're a character. what I meant is that nobody has a a real like. If somebody's playing another mid lane character like you're playing, they're not going to be like extra fast unless they take like a power up or something. But it's it's. I not mean, like, it does depend on the gods you play as. But when it but supports, they're very slow right. in general. Depends on who you play in mid. It just depends if their base speed is slow or not, and if they have a power up to help them gain that speed to go a little faster. Right, right. So, uh, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure you'll get used to it, and I'm excited about the Nintendo if if it goes mobile. Whenever it goes mobile, yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to trying that out. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm right now. I'm just playing a puzzle game right now on the phone. I'm just waiting for. <laughs> There's two games I'm waiting for, and that's a Demon Slayer game, which is, has the same battle concept as Naruto Supporting Ultimate Ninja Battle. Well, not Naruto. Uh, this is Naruto Ultimate Ninja Battle. Ultimate Ninja Storm, that's what it is. And also Far Cry 6. Okay. Those are the only two games I'm looking forward to at the moment. Because my, my favorite game on mobile of all time, they, they did a Dead Space mobile game, and that game was awesome. And I'm pretty sure they took it off. Yeah, it's no longer available. Oh yeah, because EA of, sucks. Yeah, because I was actually looking forward. I was like, I want to play that again. It's like no, no game. It's just like a regular Dead Space game. It's just uh, it's on your phone and it's a continuation of the story. But he's like, huh? Well, Dead Space Three didn't do any good. I wonder why. Oh well, shut it down. Uh, speaking of Dead Space, they're making a remake. Of yeah, Dead I heard. Space. It. I was like, okay, good. But EA, you still suck. Yeah, it sucks because I would rather see a continuation than a than a remake is like yeah whatever remake i'm sure it'll look good but i want to see uh, another story but i don't know we'll like, see what happens oh we didn't want to continue because you know we just didn't find it successful so yeah shut it down right. also same thing with mass effect you know we're gonna have a remake of those but you know andromeda didn't do so good anthem didn't do so good hmm, well it's this, not a lot of that this, this company is... that we have we might have to shut it down we might have to kill them all and then look for another company to do the same because we're ea we love hiring people hiring a company making them make a game see if it makes a good game or a bad game if it's bad we have to set the company down and be like yeah let's move on because we're ea right oh also it's hold on did we start recording no we didn't <laughs> i'm trying to figure out another company that does the same with like oh let's buy this company and then own oh, after that shut them down because and the game didn't do so good but we'll find another company right i'm like no it was uh what you call it um yeah that andromeda and uh what you call it and some of those anthem they basically took resources from one game put them into another and, and neither one of them was good so <laughs> I'm trying, i think that, that's I that was say, kind of a problem i want to say capcom kind of did the same but with their situation it was because all they did with had for that company was make uh 
what was it? Dead Rising games. That, that was just it. Nothing right. else. And then when that one time they just go behind their backs with uh, when it was making um that exclusive game for the Xbox One of uh, Dead Rising, they was making another game behind Capcom's back. And then when Capcom found out, they're like, "What are you doing? Uh, shut this down. Uh." <laughs> and then after they basically are near completion, because the whole point is like when you're near completion of a game, you start trying to concept another game. And every time they would try to make a new concept, Capcom would be like, no, uh, not happening. I'm like, wow. Even like, um, there were some games that haven't been made in a long time. I'm trying to remember, when was that one game where you're samurai killing demons? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to see something like that. Right, it could be. I don't, yeah, I I don't remember. Because I know I mean, you played it before. Oh, I played it before? Yeah. And it was rated. I couldn't. I, I, was, I did play it a little bit, but I couldn't really play it, play it. Um, uh, so I, I think I can see the logo in my head, but I can't pronounce it, it we, uh, on the Musha on a, I can't remember. <laughs> um, so Zachary right now is looking it up. Cause I, I can't remember the name, but w- what about that game? So again, it was like, they wanted to like, Oh, hey, let's, you know, try to make this game. Capcom was like, no, any again, any game that Capcom made in the past before, and they try to pitch it to them. Capcom just shut it down. And then after the end of the last Dead uh, Rising game, since they couldn't get any other game to get going, their company shut down because it's like they couldn't make any games. Right. And if right. you can't make games, then w- there's nothing you can do. Right. The whole point of being a game developer is you develop a game, you pitch the idea. If it's a green light, you go ahead and fin- uh, make that into near completion and then go ahead and pitch another game. So you can get that, you know, in the works too. So Capcom wasn't, it wasn't green light, no more games or something. Yeah, because they, I was like, oh, that's not I good. I think it's called Onimusha. I want to say it's, that's the way you're pronouncing that game. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I, oh my goodness. Uh, so um, while you're looking that up, I'm just Yeah, gonna, Onimusha, that's what right, it was. Because right. I remember, so, you know, I was like, they wanted to bring that back. And I was like, nah. Man, that would have mm. been a great game to bring that's back. That's what I'm saying. It was like right. a whole bunch of games like that have been. A, I want to say a good game to have on a Wii because of the way it's like, oh, you're a samurai. Motion controls, it fits perfectly. Right. There's like the other games that would have fit on other systems. Like there have been some better games to fit on, like Minecraft. That would have been perfect on a Wii U, but they didn't make it the way it should have been. Like you would look on the screen and you're basically playing the game, but on a, uh, on a screen pad, that would be your inventory. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do it like that. And it's like, that's a waste. Right, 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 like, Come right. on, you have the screen and then you have the TV. Come on, it's a perfect right. combination. Right. They two did, and two going together. I don't know if they did it on the Switch. But I know... No, I mean, I don't know if they did it on the uh, Wii U. But I think they did something like that on the Switch with the Batman. The Batman games. Like, yeah, yeah, the Wii U had the uh, inventory space. Right, 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 And right. like, you're just playing the games. Like, oh, look at that. That's a very yeah, good in- concept. Yeah, inventory was on your screen. and then But on a TV screen is a gameplay. Yeah, it's like, again... Uh, Luigi Mansion, that would have been perfect on a Wii. Right. Another game that would have been perfect, but it was like, now nah, wait, 3DS, there we go. Boom, bada. And it's like, but y'all took so long. Right. That's too long of a wait for the the GameCube, Luigi Mansion, and then you wait so long to put it on the 3DS. Even better on a Wii. Wii motion controls. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> you're, you're, you're losing ideas here. Right, right. I'm pretty sure they'll get it together. Maybe. Oh, I forgot to mention. Did I mention it was a 39th episode? I don't think so, but yeah. It's the 39th episode of this podcast. We're doing it. 
We're chugging right along. And also, uh, I think when this, this comes out next Saturday, so I think next week is my birthday. So by the time the listeners hear this show, I'll be 50 years old. The big five zero. I'll I'll be a half century old. Uh, I'll be officially an old man. Uh, this is where this is where folks start start dying off. <laughs> you're an old man to me in general. I don't know what. Uh, no, old, be, no, you're an old man to me in general. I, I was always old. Is that yeah. what you trying to say? So, um, and also just to give a, a shout out to some other podcasts I've been listening to. I, I haven't been. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so. I can't shout them all out, but here here are some of them. So some of the podcasts I've been listening to is The Better Two Podcast, Film Seizure, Best Film Ever, Not a Bomb, Silver Screeners, Cask and Crow, The VHS Files, Passive Aggression, Saturday Night Freak Show, and the Shoot the Flick podcast. And um so some of those that I just started listening to it, or at least I'm sampling episodes. Passive aggression is nice. That's uh who uh they were kind of partnering up with. That's the ad you heard at the beginning of the show. So they have a new podcast is 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 ripe for for the very young and the young at heart. Like if you're in that teenage age, if you if you're in that age where you're focused on stuff like uh fashion and um and reality shows, that's that's the show you want to listen to. So um also, what was oh, you haven't seen Masters Masters of the Universe? No, Revelation. but I have seen the figures, and I was like, I seen the Skeletor, and I'm like, that's a badass looking Skeletor. I think that's I a, that's that's kind of like a, the next level version of Skeletor. And then I seen uh, was was Battle Cat? Is that the name? No, is it a green cat? Yeah, with stripes. Yeah, that's Battle Cat. Okay, I'm like, oh, that also looks cool. The right. articulations. Oh my goodness, I right. want to get it. I'm right. pretty sure you're pricey as hell. Oh, my right. wallet is crying. Right. So, uh, yeah, you got to start saving money for for adult yeah. stuff now. So, uh, so I watched it. It was actually I didn't realize it was only five episodes. I was watching. I actually had a, a Zoom meeting, and I was so focused on watching it that I missed the Zoom meeting. <laughs> I totally forgot it. But we was, we still able to get together yesterday and have that meeting. Uh, so, um, in this in uh. And uh, I'm trying to think about uh, what what I watched. So yeah, I'm I'm do some spoilers. Okay, I'm do some spoilers. And the reason I do some spoilers is, is because it's something that kind of happened on the internet. So spoiler alert. Uh, give about five minutes. Skip ahead like five minutes, and and uh, I'm going to spoil um, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Five or more. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Anyways, so um, three, two, one. Spoiler. So. What happened is that, like, on the internets, right? And so I listened to the podcast uh, with the the creator of the show, Kevin Smith, right. and uh, Mark Bernard, and they have the that Fat Man Beyond uh, podcast. They, they've had this podcast for, like, many years. Mm-hmm. So in the podcast, uh, they announced that, the, that they were doing, he uh, not He-Man, but Masters of the Universe for Netflix. So um, now when the show came close to being released on Netflix, rumors started flying around the internet that it's like, oh, it's not, T-Man's not going to be the show. It's going to be the Tila show, and it's just going to be Tila and, and some other characters, and He-Man's not going to be in the show. And then Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith, the writers of the show, well, Kevin Smith is like the showrunner, and Mark Bernard is just one of the writers, or several writers. Right. So they were like, no, He-Man's going to be central. He's going to be the most important character. It's not the Tila show. It's not going to be anything like that. 
So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I trust what the writers say. It's going to be what they say it is. The internet rumors are false. It's not going to be the Tila show. And so I watched all five episodes. It kind of it ends on a cliffhanger, and um, so I won't spoil that. But um, the internet rumors were true. It it really was the Tila show. <laughs> And I was like, why would they lie? And I guess they didn't, they lied because they didn't uh they didn't want to spoil the uh the the show or whatever. But that's something that, you know, you know, that's not something that you want to spoil. It's not like especially especially since this show is not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's called Masters, Masters of, of the, the universe. universe. Right. <laughs> so it features all of the characters, not just He-Man. And in this show, they literally took the focus off of He-Man and they did actually put it on Tila. And that's what every all the rumors on the internet was saying and the and the rumors were true. And uh, there were certain characters that were actually killed off. The the rumors were right about the characters that killed killed off that <laughs> the writers are saying, no, they're not getting killed off. That they totally got killed off. Now it's they could come back because you know it is a cartoon. It, it could be like a kind of a fake out. But in the first five episodes that that showed on Netflix that ended in a cliffhanger. That's exactly what happened. Some of the major characters got killed off that they said got killed off. So yeah, it's so uh, if you're wondering, uh, and here's the thing: the show is good. Like it doesn't bother me that it's the Tila show. It doesn't bother me that it's Tila in the Master of the Universe. It's a very good show. But it, it what does bother me is that the writers kind of lied about it. <laughs> so that was kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but um but either way it's 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 still a great show so it it's basically uh teela's journey into uh basically uh and it's kind of like magic versus scientist teela's journey and etc cetera, etc cetera. they kind of have to team up with the bad guys from creating like the destruction of everything and so um actually i didn't really spoil that much but yeah, it's that's the big spoiler. It is, in fact, the Tila show, but it's still a very good show. I encourage everybody to watch it. The animation is great. That the voice acting is outstanding. It's got Mark Hamill from, oh, you know who Mark Hamill is. It's got Lita Hetty, and uh, for those who don't know, Lita Hetty is uh, she played one of the main characters on Game of Thrones. Um, I forgot the names of all the characters in Game of Thrones already. Uh, it, it's it's got a a bunch of other known actors, so it's it it was great watching it. So um, yeah, I would encourage everybody to watch it, in spite of the fact that it's uh, He Man is not prominently featured in the show. Yeah, because something happens to He Man, and then it's basically just Tila's journey, and uh, and it's it's fine, it's fine. It's just that I'm I'm wilded out. About the lies I've been told about <laughs> about the show, <laughs> so uh, man, I, that that's really all I got for uh, what I've done this week. Um, oh, plus playing uh, Outriders and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you. Uh, also, I forgot to mention. Uh, I found out that there's rumors about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan going to AEW. Now I'm like, ooh, Whitney, interesting. Whitney in AEW? No, CM Punk. What no. was he? At? He was in WWE, but it's like. The thing is, I don't know if he's going to be there wrestling or being there as a commentator or whatever, because I don't think he has been in any indie shows ever since he had uh, been fired from WWE on his wedding, by the way. Oh, yeah. God. They, on his wedding, a guy from WWE really came up, handed him a letter, and it was basically WWE firing him. And I'm like, that is the worst way 
a company could fire you just on your wedding. Yeah, and WWE can be spiteful. That's probably so they would probably be spiteful. Oh yeah, of course they would reason. be spiteful. <laughs> they, they're spiteful for never for an unknown reasons for every time. Was I'm this like something that was televised or is this something that no, he this had was talked te- about? This was not televised or uh, this was only talked about like with wrestling news. Right. Or like CM Punk would like talk about it at times. Like right. wow. I remember that time. Uh See him talk about he crapped his pants. Oh yeah, I, mean, I was like, wow, really? Oh my in a wrestling goodness! Match. Because they they were um because the wrestlers that worked so hard, I forgot there was something that was going on that he was already sick or something. And yeah, he was, he was sick, and then you know they kept wrestle. kept giving him this medicine. Like, but I'm sick. Why are you making me wrestle? Like, ah, just do your job. I'm right, like, right. You guys are the worst doctors ever. <laughs> right. So uh, anyway, let, let's uh. We've been going on for a while now. Let's let's talk about what we came to talk about. What what movie did we watch? Running scared. Running scared. Nineteen eighty six. Not not the newer one. Because <laughs> when I thought was like running scared, like this is a wait, huh? I'm like, okay, of course it's gonna be a reboot. Nah, there we go. Nineteen eighty six. That's the one I was trying to look at, trying to see how long the movie was. Right. So I'm like, geez. Yeah, tell them tell them about this movie. Two streetwise Chicago cops have to shake off some rust after returning from a Key West vacation to pursue a drug dealer who nearly killed him in the past. Uh, That's from... Yeah, that's from IMDb, but I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's not. That's not exactly right. That's not exactly right at all. It's it's been a while since I watched this. I forgot how how the movie goes, but it's it's more like they uh they are are their cops are on a job and then um. They make some errors on a job. So I was gonna captain. say, like, I think the best way to do it is like two Chicago detectives are trying to uh, solve a crime of a dead cop that happened in their neighborhood, and they fi- uh, and they find out it was connected to a drug dealer who just got out of prison. And it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense for the, that to be the beginning. And then the second part would be, you know, they find him, but they fail to bust him because. The guy they use as a rat trap betrayed them. But that and, was wasn't that after they came back from Florida? Or is that before? No, that's before they came oh, okay. back from Florida. Right, right. And after they failed the drug, uh, after they failed to capture the guy, uh, when they did capture him, not only did they not get the credit, but they was forced to go on vacation. Right. They come back and they found out that the drug dealer was back on the streets, still doing what he was doing. Right. Oh, but. The, the main thing about they went on vacation they discovered that yeah they, they went on vacation they discovered that you know that they've been working for too long even though they have the smarts but their luck they feel like their luck is running out so they decided that they're going to retire right. and open up a bar right. and stay in Key West right. in Florida and they're serious about it because oh, yeah, they were yeah, serious about it because they, they actually bought a bar they bought a bar and then they went back to Chicago, Chicago to, and then they gave their 30 days notice and then that's when they found out that the drug dealer that they were after is back on the streets. So and like, we got 30 days. We're going to bust them. And after that, we're going to Key West. And we're, that's where we're going to be staying at for now right, on. Right, right. That's where we're going to retire. So this uh, this movie was released on June 27th, 1986 by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer or MGM. It grossed over $38 million in the U.S. and Canada 
but I couldn't find any budget info, but I'm told that it was a hit and it got mixed reviews. So, <laughs> but Judging based on how much the scenes were. It's would... based on how much the movie costs, but we don't have that information. It's no, based... I'm talking like the scenes, because you remember you had to also, when you look at the scenes on what was destroyed, what was used. Yeah, yeah. The actors, I want to say maybe around 20 million, maybe nah. around there. Well, 20 million, 30 they, million a little bit. It, if they claim but it, it was, was a, a hit, then... Well, you, you got to, uh, what you call it, you got to take into account inflation. So everything was, this is, came out in 1986, everything was much cheaper. Well, not cheaper, but, it, but the, cheap the inflation enough. was much lower back then. So, so maybe 50, I'm not exactly million. sure what $38 million. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Uh, bear with me while I look for my inflation calculator. Uh, if you can find a inflation calculator, it's a handy dandy app that tell you how much stuff costs uh, back in the past. So right now I'm, I'm gonna just type in 38 uh, million. Uh, how many zeros? One, two, three, four, five, six. 38 million in 19. Oh, I already got a set of 1985, 1986. So um, that would be 89 million dollars. So it would have grossed almost 90 million dollars uh, as of 2020. So, um, so that's, that's pretty good money, I guess. Um, it is kind of weird that you can't find how much it costs. Right, like, right. That's weird. The most, movie... Yeah, most movies have a reported budget. And it's, remember, it's a reported budget. So this is how much people are able to find out from the studio. They, uh, they almost always let slip how much a movie costs. It just either didn't happen with this movie or, uh, they, they never released it or whatever. So, um, so a movie like this probably, it, in order for it to be a hit, it had to have cost like $10 million Yeah, because they said it was a hit. So if, if it was a hit, it had to be like $10 million to make. Uh, and that would be like twice as money back. But um, but I remember really liking this movie. Uh, it, it And like I said, it got mixed mixed reviews. So um, this movie was starring Greg... Oh, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Gregory Hines, <laughs> uh, born in 1946 or passed away in 2003. He played as Ray Huge. Uh, he also played in History of the World Part 1, Waiting to Exhale, The Cotton Club, and The Gregory Hines Show. Yeah, he was one of those actors that was like a fixture of my generation when we were growing up. We were always, uh, we always loved to see Gregory Hines. He's very charismatic. He's funny. He, he's a outstanding dancer. And I think he sang, I, I can't remember, but... Yeah, he was, for a time, it seemed like he was all over the place. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's a, a a great actor for that time. Uh, the other, the co-star is Billy Crystal. He was playing Danny Costanza. He was in Forget Paris, City Slickers, when Harry Met Sally analyzed this and many more movies. Uh, Billy Crystal was a great comedian. He's a star comedian. He's uh, one of the stars of the early Saturday Night Live shows, and he's known for his impressions, uh, as we saw in the movie. Uh, Stephen Barr? I think it's Bauer. Bauer, he was Deputy Frank... Sol- that's, that's Detective. Oh, Detective Frank Salento? Uh, that's that's trick name. Let me let me see if I can get Sing- this. Sigliano. Sigliano. I'm guessing that's supposed to be like an Italian name, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he was Italian in name. Scarface, Traffic, and Primal Fear. Right. I uh, don't remember him too much. Though uh, he didn't but, have an Italian accent, or this didn't give off the feel of being from an Italian family, to be honest. I mean, 
you don't have to you know ape up the italian accent like, or whatever because you know when that you watch- but it's like because but when when it came to like danny you can tell he was a part of like an italian family based on how he acted and- well it's not really on houses it's how his relatives act because his relatives are like probably first generation italian so they had a thicker italian accent yeah, like true. his like his aunt Oh, excuse me. His his aunts, how they how they spoke. You, they had a thicker Italian accent, so you can kind of make that connection. Yeah. But he himself didn't really have an Italian accent. Usually, you think of Italian accents as you know in gangster movies or whatever. But that's really that's really a movie Americanized uh, yeah. Italian accent. It's not is is not it. You can't really say it's entirely accurate. Um, but um, you, you know, it's just. At this point, it's just a name. It's just, it's just like where their family comes from. But when you're born in America and you're raised in America, you're not really going to have that accent. As a matter of fact, fun fact, my name, the name Alonzo, is Italian. <laughs> that, yeah, it was a surprise to me, too. <laughs> so uh, uh, the, the other star we have here is Darlene Flugel. She played Anna Costanza. And she was in To Live and Die in L.A., Once a Time, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, and Lockup. So she played uh, his, she played um, the estranged wife of Danny Costanza. Uh, we have Joe Pantolino. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can get this. Pantoliano. Pantoliano. He played a snake. He was in Memento, The Matrix. Really? A Midnight Run and Bad Boys. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I've seen both the makers, the Matrix and Bad Boys, and so you said really, so you don't remember who he played no. in other of those movies. All right, let me let me school you. I remember in the Matrix, and you had the guy, and he was part of the the Matrix team, and he was the one, that, the bald guy with the uh, with the goatee, and he eventually turned traitor on the team. That was him. Huh? Yes, that was him. He's much, remember he's much younger oh, than yeah. Running Scared. He's, he's way younger. Yeah, I think he's like in his twenties and maybe his early thirties and Running Scared. See, he had all that hair. He was yeah. basically colored like a, a rooster. So, <laughs> and so that's that's him in the Matrix and Bad Boys. He he played the police captain. Okay. So if you haven't seen that movie, where I was probably count, it's harder to picture him, but he was uh, the police captain in Bad Boys. So also here is Dan Hadaya. He played Captain Logan. He's in The Usual Suspects, Mulholland Drive, and Clueless. And for those of us who who really appreciate this actor and remember him, he was on uh he he was a reincurrent character on what was that show? Now I done totally forgot it. Cheers. So <laughs> So uh and, and he was a funny character. He he was way more uh dopier on Cheers than he than he plays in uh in this movie. You can go ahead. Uh John Grise. I believe that's right. That's that sounds right to me. Uh he was Detective Tony Montoya. He was in Napoleon Dominite, Men in Black, hmm, Get Shorty, and The Rundown. Okay, so don't remember too much about him. So we're moving right along. Tracy Reed. <laughs> She played Marianne. She was in McLeod, Trouble Man, and Car Wash. Jimmy Smith. He was Julio Gonzalez. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Julio. So, there you go. There you go. Julio Gonzalez. He was in Star Wars Episode Three: The Phantom Menace. Oh. In the Heights, L.A. Law, and NYPD Blue. Right. So you said, oh, so you don't remember who he was in no. Star Wars Episode it- Three: The Phantom Menace. He played... Bail Organa. So he was 
the father of Princess Leia. Oh, okay. Because they, they featured him before she was born. Actually, he's at the very end of that movie. So. Oh, also, what I found <laughs> out, George Lucas did did appear in his, one of his uh, Star Wars movies. Yeah. But you couldn't tell it was him because he was in Megan. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you sneaky little man. Uh, and as a matter of fact, a lot of directors, when they direct sci-fi movies, they, they, love they to often- insert yeah. themselves, but they like hide themselves. Yeah, I'm they like, hide themselves in not, the movie. Just, let me see your faces. Don't put on makeup. Come on. Well, they they rarely want to be as themselves yeah, in those movies, so they they go as an alien. So um, because they're not actors, so they don't want to ruin the movie. But if you layer them in makeup and and prosthetics, then it doesn't matter if they can't act. All they have to do is really stand there. So uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, most people know remember him from either L.A. Law or NYPD Blue. I remember I I watched this one video and uh. The guy said, yeah, he's the guy that all of your moms wanted to be their boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to summarize it. Right, right, right. Um, so, In the Heights just came out. didn't see that. He again played Bail Organa in, um, I want to say it was a Star Wars, uh, the one with um, where everybody dies. What, what one was that one? Oh, uh no, was it Rogue One? Rogue was it Rogue One? I think I want to, I want to say Rogue One. Was yeah. there a movie called Rogue? Yeah, Rogue One, the Star Wars story. Yeah, because that's when it's like, oh, we got to get the plans to the uh, the rebels. Right, right, right. We're doing it on this planet. We have to hurry and signal. Signal. Right, right. Oh no, they put uh, what, uh, they close them in a bubble or something. Yeah, the the planet was. In it's like, well, a, this is our shield. last hope. Right. We send it. Oh, look, it's Darth Vader just going ham. Like, right, get right. these people out my it's way. The best Darth Vader ever. I'm like, so, ooh, I love how he's like, I need to get the plans. <laughs> right. Get out of my way, please. Right. So, um, yeah, I think he made an appearance as Bill Organa in that one. Um, then there's John DeSanti. You okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you be careful with that coffee, yo. Oh, the lid came off. Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to hold the lid. <laughs> John DeSanti played Vinny. He was in uh, Batteries Not Included and The Relic. The Relic. Uh, Larry Hawkins. Hawkins? Yeah. Yeah. As Ace, he was in Breaking Bad. Well, I've never seen the show, so I wouldn't know. Right, right. Neither have I. So, um, as soon as you clean yourself up. You can let us know about the director. This was directed by Peter Hines. Hames? Now Hines is uh, Hines, okay. Twenty uh he directed twenty ten, the year we make contact, Outland and Time Cop. Right. So those are all pretty good. I didn't I didn't I never saw Outland, but Time Cop. You know what? We might that might actually go on the list. Oh look, sounds like a bot. Yeah, that's definitely a bot. I thought I Turn to what you call it off. So, uh, <laughs> so what he was referring to is the phone going off, and uh, it was definitely it was definitely one of those bot numbers. Um, so, um, I really like 2010, the year we made contact. It was a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's uh, 2001, which a lot of people regard as one of the greatest films ever made. And I looked at it and I was like, no, no, it's like, it's a boring movie. It's so boring. Oh my God. I can't believe <laughs> this is so hardly regarded. That's the best part of the film. That part. And it's like, it's not even a whole song. That part that you just sang, that's the entire song. It's like, it, it doesn't expound. It's not, and I thought that it would be more to that song because I just watched it like a couple of months ago. But no, that's the whole song, and that's that's really disappointing. And then, um, it, it's basically uh like a classical music soundtrack. That's what that movie is. There's a lot of slow moving people. There's a lot of slow spaceships 
uh, going slowly in space. And, and that's the most of that movie. And then the, the only part that's actually like a part of like an interesting narrative is when they get to the main part that most people remember, there's a, a ship called, I think the Ju- no, not the Jupiter. Anyway, the main spaceship in the movie. And they got the sentient computer called HAL 9000. And when he goes ham and starts killing off the crew. So that was the interesting part. But that that happens near the end of the movie, like in the third act. And then past that part, after he does his thing and, and that situation is resolved, then you got a lone astronaut basically exploring the unknown. And then it goes all the way back to boring again. And I get it. I understand it. But I only understand it because I read the book that was written at the same time as the movie. <laughs> it was so boring. But 2010 is a vast improvement, in my opinion. I don't care what y'all say. Yeah. Uh, don't I'm, care if you believe that Stanley Kubrick made this masterpiece. You really think so? You go watch that movie again. <laughs> and then you reassess how you feel about 2001. Because, no, that's not – it's not even – It's to me, a movie is a narrative, okay? It's got to have – story that you can follow and that you won't fall asleep on. I challenge you not to fall asleep on watching 2010, <laughs> 20, 2001. As a matter of fact, if you're feeling like uh, insomniac and, and you can't go to sleep, put on 2001, <laughs> A Space Odyssey and uh, you go right to sleep. I guarantee it because this is it's not interesting. Um, uh, it's not. I was uh, going to say like, uh, I know Amazing World of Gumball made a parody of it. So I guess you're typing uh, Amazing World of Gumball 2001 Odyssey parody. It might pop up where basically the moon is singing a theme song. And I believe it's either the earth or the sun who's getting annoyed. He's like, you have to do this every day. And he's like, yes, I do. Because I can. And I'm like, wow, of course right. the moon would say that. Right, right. And and I get why the moon is doing it because that's where they find the, the mysterious object. And that's when they play that theme. So anyway, I, I'm truly annoyed that people think that that's one of the greatest movies ever made because it is not. Um, you are wrong and you're just going to have to live with that. You're going to have to live in your wrongness, um, as one TV character says. Anyway, go ahead. And uh, well, I'm, I'm talking to myself now. Yeah, this Alonzo, is your... Go ahead and continue. So <laughs> written by uh, Gary DeVore and Jimmy Houston, uh, DeVore wrote, Raw Deal and Houston wrote Final Exam. So Raw Deal is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that I never saw and have no idea what Final Exam is. So go ahead. Tell them about the music. Uh, music is by Rod Tem- Temperton yep. and Udi Harpaz. That's good. And uh, what's the deal with Harpaz? Okay. I was going to get that later because uh, it's going to be uh, Tem- Temperton. No, no, no. I meant... Udi Harpaz is uncredited. Yeah, he's uncredited. <laughs> I believe I said that. Uh, Temperton's uh, soundtrack for The Color Purple, Boiler Room, and Summer of Sam. Harpaz uh, did Supergirl, Judge Judy, Jimmy, and Jimmy Kimmel Live. Hmm. And the soundtrack features Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald. Uh-huh. I Just Want to Be Loved by Ready for the World. Once in a Lifetime Groove by New ed- uh, Edition, and I Know What I Want by Patti LaBelle. La oh, my La- God. You La- almost got it. I almost got it. La- this La- the second time. Yeah, there you go. Second time you came it's across that name. not my fault. There's two L's. <laughs> second time you came. Well, if you look at that name, right, first you got to realize it's not an English name. When you look at that name. I know it's and, not an English and name. So, so you say La, so you get that part right. And look at the, the if you take off the E at the end, 
you know, you get La Belle. You well, if you just say Belle, you know, so it's La Belle. So all I did, I think it's French, is put the E on the end. The E is silent. It's La Belle. It, it's not only is it silent, but it doesn't affect the first E. I know it's strange because usually when you put an E, it affects the vowel on the, in the middle of the word. When you put an E at the end of the word, like knife, I, mean, it I guess that's the same with my name, where my the second A in my name, it sounds like there's an E, but you know, I'm like, no, there's no E. That's just a second A. No, it's a... Uh, no, because people do put a second they, they right, do put right, the right, E. I'm like, right, no, right, that's right. just yeah. an A. Right. Um, and it's never spelled with an E, so I don't know what people... Oh, no, trust doing. me. They, they people have spelled the with an E, and I'm like... No, I'm talking about, like, when you... Most people... Like, when you... It's it's sourced from the Bible. It comes from the word where the name Zachariah. So yeah, Zachariah is just a shortened version. There's never an E in that name. Now people may have put an E in their names, but it's not supposed to be spelled. And they're like, e. huh? It sounds like there's E in the name. Let's just go ahead and put the E. This sounds. I'm just, and I look at it. I'm like, you guys disgust me. I don't like you anymore. But it's just it's just a matter of how people pronounce it. Some people might say Zachary, and some people say Zachary, but whatever but this is totally different it's 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 how like in the word knife it, it can be that the e at the end of the word knife affects how you pronounce the word i but it, it's not the case in the word labelle or the name labelle but anyway you're starting to get it so the name might pop up again be on the lookout for it it's labelle so anyways uh so the the this is uh black in the 80s they really like putting these the bomb soundtracks together right so um it was true for the movie we did last week, Project X, they put right. the bomb soundtrack in there with some superstars and some great tunes. So same thing, especially with the movies in the 80s, especially uh, these buddy cop movies. So, uh, and the star of this soundtrack is Michael McDonald, who plays uh, Sweet Freedom. That's the song you heard in a montage when they were in Florida yeah. on their vacation. <laughs> That that's Michael McDonald. So um that dude is awesome. He he's the king of Blue Eyed Soul. He sang a lot of our favorite songs, especially the songs that they use for uh soundtracks. He did this um duet with Patty LaBelle. That's just it blows you out of the water. It blows you out of it. Just look up Michael McDonald, Patty LaBelle, and you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind. So, anyways, um this movie was also exec. They had a, uh, Peter Hames also served as executive producer of uh, this movie. Mm. That's it for the rundown. If you're enjoying the show, remember that you can get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, face masks, jerseys, and more at our website, BacklookCinema.com, where you can click the link to either Teesprings.com or TeePublic.com. Now we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back to talk about our favorite parts of the movie, some movie trivia, and find out what some of the critics thought. You are the future. You are the future leaders. You are the future entrepreneurs. You are the future lifesavers. You are the future explorers. Or you are a future slacker. It doesn't matter to us because we are your future. We are Empire State University. Be you human, mutant, mastermind, alien, or extra-dimensional being, we invite you to let us shape your future. We will wrap your future in a warm blanket and smother it in love. Because that's what we do at ESU. Our state-of-the-art campus practically screams future. So open up our doors and let your future come in. The future is now, and the future is the future. The bright future is ahead of you, and your dark past is behind you. Apply online today. Empire State University. 
Excelsior. And we're back. And now, once again, thanks for joining us. You can keep you can keep us. Oh shoot, now I, I type something. It is not grammatically correct. Oh uh, yeah, you can keep up with us. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally messed up. But but I'm I'm gonna get through it. I wrote it. I'm gonna get through it. You can keep up with us by following our socials, Instagram and Facebook at Backlick Cinema Podcast and on Twitter at Backlick Cinema. We encourage you to leave feedback, comments, suggestions, etc. Or you can email us at fanmail at backlookcinema.com. See, I knew I was going to get through it, even though I wrote these words. It's like what um, Harrison Ford said about George Lucas. Uh, yeah, George, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. All right. So there's my, <laughs> there's my curse word. Uh <laughs> What were your favorite parts of the movie? Uh, the beginning of the movie where they're basically doing a stakeout because they're looking for a certain car. They see, And before they even, you know, go ahead and follow the person who comes out the car, they basically interrupt a game of basketball. And I'm like, really? You're, you're interrupting the game of basketball? Why? Come on now. Here's my thing. I don't even think that they were on the stakeout for that car. I think that that car just happened to show up and they happened to notice it. And see, here, here's the thing. Um, when people talk about how it's the, um, especially back in the eighties, but still going on now, it's the glorification of police work because everything they did was totally illegal. You just can't suspect somebody of wrongdoing just because <laughs> they come out uh, of a car with a briefcase. Their car is nice, right? They come out of a car with briefcase. The car is nice, even if the dude is a known bad guy. You just can't go and start harassing them. That is uh, police harassment. That right there is. Uh, profiling uh, actually racial profiling because they was like well if a dude is riding a mercedes in this neighborhood then it's probable cause so that's no no you can't go around harassing people just because they have a nice car that that's uh that's wrong so anyways it's that's all bad police work but it's fun to watch and yes it's true they interrupt the basketball game that was fun uh that's totally legal <laughs> and, and it worked until one of the players cold cock Yo, Billy yeah, Crystal. Punched him. I was like, wow because <laughs> they got tired of uh that that cops uh because he plays costanza they got tired of costanza's and shen- shenanigans and just plain punched him in the face <laughs> and it's like it's costanza that keeps doing this crap right so costanza jumps into the basketball game and uh the character played by gregory hines uh that's detective uh um, i'm scrolling up and down my screen looking it up right now ray hughes so detective hughes is like he didn't want to get involved he, he doesn't he, he's mean, not trying to like, yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, he's like, you're not fine i'll get involved <laughs> right 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 so uh and so they go they play basketball and then one of the players get tired of it and they cold cocks uh costanza all right. So it's like so after that scene, they basically harass um what's his name Snake Snake. They harass him right because he's, he's there. What about what's in the briefcase? Like nothing, right. man. It's like so he's right. He he receives. They recognize the uh the car the car and they recognize the guy coming out of the yeah coming out of the car with the briefcase. Drug dealer and the drug dealer hands a briefcase to Snake, and so the the car gets away. So they chase Snake, who's on foot. Yeah, because he goes in his apartment house, whatever. They harassed him. And they're like, you know, you yeah, can't... All, all, let me step on your toes right here. All that's illegal. Like, of course it's illegal. they chase him. That's chase illegal. Him, then but... then they, he goes into his house, and then they stick his foot in the door. That's illegal. Tell uh, him, oh, oh <laughs> tell him, if you don't move away from the door, I'm going to shoot at it. So and you might have holes in your... I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so yeah, uh, he's he's threatening to murder Snake for not letting him in the house. That that's all illegal. All bad police work. And he brings up talking about you don't even have a search warrant. Talking about oh, we can go and get one. Right, right. And so what happened is that. We're cheering this on, right? Especially back in the 80s, we're cheering this on. Uh, and this is not realizing this is all bad. This is all bad. All bad police work is why our people are oppressed today. But still, it, it was it was kind of fun. Yeah, Especially what part what you said is like, uh, so Huge was like, say, I got this gun right here and I'm going to point it at this door and I'm going to put holes in the door. And if you so happen to be <laughs> standing in front of the, the door, door, it might put holes in you. <laughs> so... You're right. Snake relents, lets them in the house, and they trying to snoop. But Snake knows they ain't got nothing, but he's still nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why are you so nervous? Like, calm down. Uh, they found out what's in the brief. I believe it was ten million. Fifty. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. And then you know, they're like, ooh, you know, we can do a lot with this money. You're like, yeah. And then after that, since you know he doesn't want to go in with them, what um, Constanza does, he goes outside like, hey. Guys, you know, neighborhood watch, you know, uh, just know you see any sneaky people come around this building, you know, with a briefcase, just fifty thousand dollars inside of it, you know. It's, oh, no, just, I think I think what he was telling them is like he he was he did do the neighborhood watch, but yeah. he was like, uh, so make sure you keep out because the guy in here in this apartment he has fifty thousand dollars, so you need to keep a lookout for shady characters yeah, shady who characters. might take his money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like, what is he doing? Right, right, right. And he's mainly talking to the people that they were just playing basketball with because they're the only people out there. Yep. And uh, he's ba- he, they know that these people are all shady. And so they were telling these people, yeah, uh, come into this house because this guy has $50,000. And his snake was like, well, I, the only way I can get in is at the cost of trouble. So he decides to punch. Well, he was going to punch Hughes, but Hughes ducked out of the way and he ended up punching Constanza. No, he, he did punch Hughes. No, he no Hughes ducked. Remember? It was Constanza that got punched. I thought it was. You know Hughes is Gregory Hines, a black guy. Yeah, he ducked. Okay, okay. okay. And he got and Constanza got punched and said. Oh, well, if you say so. I don't, <laughs> don't remember I'm it that way. Sure it <laughs> and then you know they arrest him they take him in and then before they even go to what the precinct i believe was it the precinct i don't know the office whatever yeah that's the precinct before they go there they go to a funeral and they're like you know come on come on we're yeah, not they even drag dr- him to the funeral they're like, about, i'm not even dressed like this don't worry this looks sad <laughs> right 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 they drag the the they drag criminal snake, who's handcuffed handcuffed to uh, to uh the funeral to uh not well heinz is handcuffed to him but they costanza's aunt has a is is it's Cassandra's aunt's funeral, so they drag him to the funeral. Yeah, and you know Cassandra's there paying his respects, even though he's he's late to the funeral, and they drag the perpetrator with them. So that was kind of messed up. <laughs> uh, so so go on. What's another your favorite member? I was taking the favorite parts. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna narrate yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, movie yeah, 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 like yeah. you like to do. Uh-huh. All right, go on. Uh, when uh, the good another one was Snake. Uh, be, before they even get to uh. It was when they, uh, well, I don't know what's it called, when they come in, like, hey, the criminals come in, and, you, you mean know. when they book the criminals? Yeah, and they're trying to point out who it was. Oh, the that, police lineup. Yeah, the police lineup. That's oh, what, okay. And then they're like, Tell me, that's him, number five, that's the guy. No, but see, what happened was the police lineup. You're yeah, the police lineup. Five, five regular crim- people. Five regular people. And it's like four cops. Op- yeah, four police four officers. Four cops, and then the snake. snake. And the snake's like, are they serious? <laughs> are they serious about this? And it's like, and then and and it's just, it's like, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, He's the one that did it. You couldn't forget a face like that. It's, it's like, it's number five, step four, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
it's it's just uh Heinz and Costanza and uh oh not Heinz but uh Heinz. yeah Heinz and Costanza. Well, I know it's Heinz, but I'm trying to get his characters now. We're trying to stay in character. It's just Hughes, yeah, Hughes, Detective Hughes and Costanza, and uh, <laughs> and they're the only people in the in the witness room and in the police lineup side of the room is. The four cops and Snake and, and like, Snake. <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm like, are they serious too? Are and they really is, doing it? This is the first time you see Billy Crystal do his one of his impressions. So he basically does an impression of uh, a regular, of a typical Jewish person that that lives in the so city. Like, That's the guy. How you even forget a face like that? I'm He's like, like, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> and then like number five, uh, turn to the turn to the right, please. And it's like. Are they serious? <laughs> right. Come on, uh, one through four, you can leave. Number five, stay. They turn on the lights. I'm like, hey. I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> Come on, you know, what you could do is you can help us by basically being a rat, and then you'll be scot-free, or... We will we will do it without you, and we'll still come and get you and have your and you know put you in jail. Well, actually, what they was gonna do is that they was going to do it without him, and then they were going to drop the charges and make it look like he was cooperating yeah. with them to get uh, the the main drug dealer. I keep forgetting. Oh, Julio, Julio. right? Because they're really out there after Julio. We got to get Julio, right? <laughs> so, what was another one of your favorite parts? Uh, they when Snake is trying to get all his stuff, and then he's like, "Well, here's five thousand. I'm talking about was it five thousand? No, it was supposed to be fifty thousand. Fifty, but no, I'm talking so about what they, he got. They go, they go to the police, uh, claims, yeah, claims, like, and then he gets all his, and then he's trying to make sure he has all his money. I think it was like, I, I believe, I think they only gave him five thousand. Right, they only gave him five thousand. And he's like five thousand. This was be like, listen, you signed the paper. That's what you got. And then that's when, um, uh, who. He's looking it up now. Yeah, uh, Constanza right. and Hughes comes out just standing on the corner, looking at him like, "Hey, how is it going?" And he knows that they took the money out, right? Lied about <laughs> how much it really was in that suitcase, and hid it somewhere. And then he's like, "Come on, right? You really want me to do this? I'm not trying to get killed, right?" So, what the funny thing about this is that while this is also another legal tactic, it's kind of fun. Because what they do is they basically they steal his money and they say, well, you know what? You can file a police report and 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 you can sue us to get the money back. But that'll take months. So you can because it's not it's not his money. It's it's Julio's money. Yeah. So and he has to bring it back to Julio. So he's like, uh, so through that type of uh, coercion, they get his cooperation. Yeah, I'm trying to. What was uh So when they first get to Julio, they first see um. Uh, Constances and Hughes is it Hughes? Yeah, it's basically uh, they fall into a trap, and instead of them getting shot at immediately, uh, uh, Julio's like, you know what, you know, have, take them out for fishing, whatever, yeah, or basically, I forgot what threat they said it was gonna be. We're talking about, oh, I slit your, I slit you from cheek to oh, cheek. Oh, they called it a uh, some kind of necktie. Yeah, some kind of necktie. I was like, so Ooh, basically, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of death torture that they was going to do where they were going to he threatened to slice their neck from ear to ear then yeah, pulled their tongue. tongue through their the slit that they made and it's called some kind of uh some kind of necktie yeah, his, <laughs> uh, his, uh, hispanic necktie yeah, some kind of spanish necktie and that, oh like God. they were going to kill him that way yeah. um but then see what happened is that it, it was uh they had got snake to cooperate they put a wire on him yeah and then they sent snake into where Julio was and and Julio's hideout and then on on tape through the wire they hear it seems like 
uh, snake is in snake trouble. Snake is in trouble. He yells out the uh the password. Snake yeah, snake bite the password so they can come in and help. But they were already on the way. So they go in, they discover it's a trap. And uh and and really Snake has sided with Julio. He took out the wire to show them that he has, you know, shown Julio that he was being forced to cooperate. Yeah. But then through all that, Julio shoots him anyway. <laughs> no, okay. The funny thing about the wiring is like when they were setting it up, it was like, it's not going on your chest. He pulled out his pants and then, the, and then uh, he was like, ah, uh, I'm not doing it. Right, you right, don't right. like, of course. <laughs> right. He's like, we're we going to put the wire in your pants. And that's what, yeah, uh, Hughes was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, but before he gets shot, basically, you know, they're holding their hands up. They're being threatened or what's going to happen to them. Two other guys like, hey, why don't we take them fishing? And then instead of them, you know, going through with it, they yell out, with a police I'm like first of all you're undercover why would you yell you're the police because what's the, they was already starting to shoot at what's his name no, they didn't even fire yet that's the issue and it's like well they they felt that they was going to fire so they I understand but it's like y'all blew your they own were, cover because they, they was about they was about to kill uh, uh, yeah, Hughes, Hughes and Costanza so they they didn't want you know they, they were undercover they couldn't allow other police officers to get killed and it's like it's hard to know when somebody's going to pull the trigger that so, is true but right. you know if they if they have weighed in like yeah we're going to take him fishing and feed him to the fish because that was going to be the deal and I, it feels like that's what was going to happen but again one of them just decided to yell out oh, we're the police and I'm like you blew your own cover you can't blame them for blowing your cover that's on you right but you know, it, it could have been that they could have been taken out to the fish. Yeah. So it could have been shot right then and there. So with, with know, that, I don't really blame them because it, it could have gone either way. You know, you know then a gunfight <laughs> happens. Julio Suster in a way. Hughes and uh, Constanza's Constanza's yeah, Costanza. yeah, Costanza chased after him. Now they cast Julio, but the other two they're like, it's all because of you. You blown our cover, you know. <laughs> right. And then tomorrow Julio got away, and they're like, oh, are you sure? They point to their car. They got Julio. Right. 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 So um, I don't know when it happens in the film, but another great big. So their their police car is like a beat up uh, four door car. Oh yeah, their car is beat up. Right. And then one time they, they go and do something and they come back. Yeah, the and car they got, got spray, spray painted, painted on painted. by some kids. <laughs> right. This is uh, <laughs> after they come back from vacation, I believe. I can't remember. I'm trying uh, to remember. Right. Yeah, There's this like, is after they come back on vacation when they're trying to figure out, you know, where Julio's at, where right, he's living. Right. And because they can't continue to drive in their car, That's they, when they, get to, out. Yeah, they right. need to be reworked but, into being something more stealthy. Right. But yeah, it's, it, it got... No, actually, it got... It got it got into an accident, but it was funny because some kids wrote unmarked police car all over the windows Yeah, and the, they did get the into door. the accident because when they <laughs> found out where Julio was at, they go there, they basically try to catch him. And could they also use a kid as well as bait to figure out where he's at? Oh, yeah. That's when they go into his house. Yeah, they right, figure they out where he's his, at. Right, right, right. You know, Hughes goes in first. He has one gun pointed at two guys, and another guy comes out pointing a gun at him. That's when Constanza comes out pointing guns at that guy, and he's basically like, "I, right, you can tell me you have the right to remain dead. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right, right. They go in hard. <laughs> you know, they put their guns down. They handcuff them, throw them on a couch, and then they, chase, uh, they see the kid running through they chased uh, follow the kid into where i guess the kid mom was at right and julio is already gone so they chase him right and like hey uh, julio nice legs i'm like right because uh uh julio was having relations yeah. with the kid's mother so when they when they bust in julio's only half dressed so he he just has his shirt he doesn't have his pants 
So he he runs down. He has a hostage. Hostage. And he's like, give me your pants. Right. He, and, and basically, they're, like, they're on different floors, right? Julio is in a much lower. He's like two floors down below them, but they're on a stairwell. So he can yell up at them. And he says, you know, give me your pants. And he's threatening a woman. Like he's going to yeah. kill the woman if they don't throw down their pants. So first, I think it was a- uh, Constanza who threw that stuff, but he missed. He threw that And right. then he's like, why would you throw it somewhere? You missed somewhere. You did it on purpose. He's like, no, I didn't. Right, right. And then he was like, can't believe I'm getting mugged from my pants. Took off his pants, threw it. And like he's like, see, that's how you do it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so- uh, I'm like, you have a better arm than me. I'm like, does it really matter? Right, right. So Julio catches- uh who's Hughes pants Hughes pants and then and gets away gets putting away. on Hughes pants and then then get in their car and then drive right. away he gets in their car so, and, 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 and then and some, some way down the line he gets he you know crashes the car right and ditches it and that's when it gets pulled into I guess their, the police repair shop I guess right right and it gets dis- disguised yeah, it's like, you know a, we a want taxi. it to be stealthy can you get it done by I believe he said Thursday I at first know. Thursday, but then it changed to Friday at five. Right, and it's like they yeah, wanted something extra done to it. They I wanted something extra done. They like wanted like bulletproof. They wanted to blend in. They wanted to be very stealthy, so they no one knows that they're a cop. Right. Oh, here, here's a part that happens around the time when they're looking for Julio. So it was, it was a funny part. So they go to an apartment that Julio's known to frequent because Julio owns the apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, I know and they about, talk to the woman. He's there, talking the to the woman, the landwoman, and, and, then, uh, and her kid con- was behind him. <laughs> like Consandis uh, <laughs> con- con- is talking to her, right. but then Hughes is dealing with the little kid who's just giving him the finger nonstop. Right, right, right. And then after they finish the conversation, he was like, "Hold on, hold on a minute." Knocks on the door, he, sees the kid, just flips his office <laughs> too. Right, right. And then he, he gives him the double bird. Consandis <laughs> is like, "That's real professional back there." And he's like, "Couldn't help." It's like, well, "You could have." Right. You're getting angsty because of a little kid is flipping right. you off <laughs> right. non-stop <laughs> right right so that was funny and he couldn't do anything because the mom was right there he's like this little right. kid right he didn't want to do it while the mom was there but when the kid opens the door he kneels down he's to like, his kid's little and flips two birds going ah <laughs> 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 so uh what you call it um so go on let, 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 let's continue uh, with the favorite parts Trying to remember another one. Oh, uh, when they're forced to tag up with the two guys that claim that they ruined their bus, their uh, their undercover uh, bus. And right, like, right. The two other come detectives. Out, you know, since you're going into retirement, you're uh, you're gonna be leaving. I got these two guys replacements for you, and they're like, Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about the uh, the Florida vacation. Yeah, they went on vacation. So, they had a fun yeah, time. So after, after when they get after there, their police car gets stolen and everything, and it gets bust up. They. Uh, the the police officer command their captain the commands them to go you're on, going vacation. on vacation. Right. Oh, you know, this like, is actually after a failed drug bust. So what happened is that oh, actually at first they think it's successful. So this a yeah bunch they of think it was, was successful, on. but then you and, know uh, it they, wasn't right because right. it was like we had a DA over there right get, you know trying to figure out where the symptoms of guns are coming from and right. stuff. What cocaine is sure, mainly yeah it's, cocaine it's mainly co- so what happened sure is we that we can tie it to Julio. So what here here's here's how they uh I think this is how what happened when they gone they're forced to go on vacation so what happens is that they uh they they look for cocaine they don't um and and it's the cocaine comes on on a airplane shipment and so the police think no 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 that was after that was after they went on vacation yeah because remember that's when they're teaming up with the other two because they get the information because i remember the other two got the credit for the bus yeah uh yeah and they also get credit for the airplane bus too because since they're they're forced right. to team up with them and show them the streets, they go to an apartment, and that's when they bust you know, bust it down, 
consensus uh, got shot, but he was wearing bulletproof vests. We'll get to that part about how they even got those vests. Right, right. Uh, he, you know, he acts like he got shot. He's like, oh, I got a bulletproof vest on. And one of the guys that they caught is like, hey, we know this guy. We, you know, we used to bust his father a lot. Anytime I so how's the old man? You know, like, he's fine. They get the information on where the drugs are going. Right, right. He, they get that information. Yeah. But that was after they, they got back from vacation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they're forced to team up with the other two. All right, let, let's let's go back to the vacation then. Yeah, because, so, you know, when right. they get to Florida, Florida. they're like, so, and they see people are just staring at the sunset, and it's like, someone, so what's going on? Are they just staring? It's like, no, there must be something going on. They ask one time, so what's going on? Well, we're just staring at the sunset. They're like, Really? Is this a sunset? You can see that any other time. It's like it happens all the time. Uh, like this one is beautiful, and it's like, and they they because yeah, they because they're they since they're in Chicago, Chicago they're right. cops. Normally, when there's people they, staring, right, it's always like some type of crime right, going right, on. Right, right. So they live in a they used to living a, a fast paced life. They don't know what it's like to slow down. And so, um, the the part that I wanted to focus on is that uh, Costanza is really tired of being a police officer. Hugh is not ready to stop. And it's like, you know what, we're all, and then Costanza had just received an inheritance of $40,000 from his aunts from that the funeral. That on how they so, got it is funny. So he's got all of these we'll, plans. I'll talk on, about that. Right. So he got all of these plans on how he could spend the money. So um, when they get to Florida, he decides that they should retire in Florida. He and Hughes, they can go in together and buy a bar. And Hughes is not enthusiastic about it. He's like, you know, I don't, I, he likes being a police officer. He, he doesn't want to stop. He feels like, you know, he's making a difference in the city of Chicago. It's for contestants. We'll get robbed. And he's like, promise we'll get robbed a lot. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> really now? He's like, he's Come like, on, we, we'll we, break up they'll, fights. They'll, we'll deal with break, drugs. Right, right, right. And we'll, we'll get robbed. He's Come like, on, it's just, promise we'll get robbed a lot. Right, right. He's like, it's just like police work. We, we got to deal with drugs, you know? <laughs> I bring up fights with your mom. I'm like, what kind of? It's like so. He said, uh, as long as they get robbed a lot, he's down for he's being. Down. In, he's okay being with being in the bar. And then and they go into the bank and you see them sit down yeah, with the, down. the loan officer. They sign and the they paper. Get the loan right, and, and then they, they, they get up. They skate, and I'm like, they skate out of the of the loan office on roller I'm like, skates. <laughs> so casual. I'm like, right. wow, okay, right, right. So, so uh, on how they got the loan. So they get to the police in. Um, Oh, you mean how how they got yeah, the Yeah, yeah, they get they so, get back to the police right. office. What happens is that they get in lawsuits all the time. Yeah. So they don't mainly wanna... Hughes, apparently. Right, right, right. And so, then so So somebody is looking for a Costanza. Yeah, Costanza and Costanza's trying to talk to his ex. And then Hughes goes, uh, I guess, to the bathroom. Right. He he tell no. Yeah, what he's happens, like, come like, on, you'll buy me. Yeah, like, come like, on, lunch is on you. Well, here's what happens. Like, um the guy they they know that the guy is coming to talk to Costanza. So Costanza says to Hughes, "All right, I want you to pretend to be me, and I want you to go hide, and then I'll send him after you." Yeah. So so He's the guy goes on. asking around, like, "Who are you seen? Uh, you seen Costanza?" And then Costanza mm-hmm. says to the guy, "Well, go. I think he went that way. Go follow that yeah, way. Go follow that way. Comes back to my. Have you seen him tomorrow? Try the ladies' room. He's like, what? He's like, just go, go, right, try. right, right, right. And then he goes. He looks around like, is this right? Open the door. He's like took you long enough right <laughs> yeah he he actually finds hughes in in the ladies room hughes pretending to be costanza so um what you call it and so when he gives an envelope it's not uh it's not a summons to court it's yeah. not it's not a lawsuit it's, it's basically the aunt who passed away right, inherited right, right. right right so the guy told him that yeah you you've been inherited fifty thousand dollars it was actually the uh the administrator of the of his aunt's estate yeah Giving him the inheritance, and then he's like, "You tell me if you want to talk to me, meet me next time." I'm like, 
<laughs> he just throws the car in the sink because he <laughs> he was that upset that he had to go all do uh, go through all that trouble just to talk to him. Right, right, right. So that's when they say, "Yeah, we're you're you're." First he says, "We're rich." Then he says, "You're rich." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, actually, in 1986, forty thousand dollars that's a pretty good chunk of change. So, <laughs> um, what you call it? So, what? There was another part that you wanted to hit on. Trying to remember. Let's see. I can't remember it now. Uh, All right, put a pin in that. What was the night? We'll, we'll probably circle back to it. <laughs> what? So what's another part? You they like? get their new car and it's a taxi. And it's like, yeah, you got bulletproof, uh, bulletproof windows, but the windows can't roll down. So it's a pro that is bulletproof. Where's the car? You can't roll down. So right. You can't shoot back at people. Right, right, right. And then they run into that problem. But yeah, but then you know the two guys that force the team up where they come up, they laugh about how their car is. Do you know up. what kind of car that they were driving? The other guys? Not really. It's a it's a Trans Am. It was a very yeah. popular car. Back in those days, even though I heard, no, actually, it was only the later version, like the 1980 version that drove like crap. But apparently, uh, it was so the car they drove, actually, it might have been a Camaro because the Camaro and the Trans Am were like clone cars. They right. look exactly the same, except for some minor differences. So I'm going to say that it was probably a, uh, it was probably a Trans Am. It may have been, a, I don't, I don't remember. So it was one of those cars. So it was a sports car, it was very popular back in those days. And uh, they're teasing, um, Costanza and I uh, Hughes about something yeah, about right? that basically you know how they're not really good detective whatever right. and their car looks bad right. so they get in and right. they run their car into it and then they get upset and then and then before they even before so they, Hughes and Costanza drive off they're like now this is a taxi right. and then drive off because normally apparently a taxi in Chicago it isn't look, really perfect it has <laughs> dents in everything right right so uh, Costanza and Hughes has a brand new it's like a very uh, totally refurbished car right so um it's got a brand new paint job and everything it looks pristine <laughs> and so that's when hughes he runs it into the trans am because <laughs> so so to put a dent in it so now it looks like a taxi and and to to get on the other two guys nerves <laughs> they drive off they that's when they go to the place bust it they figure out where um julio is shipping the drugs or having the drugs come in by and before, and then they let the guy go, and the cops come. They're like, "Hey, there he is! Chase him! Chase him! He going out!" I'm like, "Right, right, right, him. right, right." That was the fun part. So, what Zachary is talking about is one of the guys. Uh, they they, they, it, they it know like their a, father. Right, right. It's the the guy who's the father. They knew they they got him on a different kind of a bus. So they um they they got him dead to rights. You know, he's the guy is under arrest, and they it's actually the other cops that get this guy, and so they take. This, they take the suspect from the other cops and they talk to them separately, right? Yeah. So there's like, you know, if you give us some information, we'll we'll give you amnesty. And the guy was like, no, man, you, oh no, man, don't don't beat me up, don't beat. He's like, no, not not amnesia, amnesia. <laughs> not amnesia, amnesty. <laughs> that means we'll that means we're going to let we'll you go, go if you give us some information. And and the guy gives him some information, and so they let him go. So this but is then totally they have the cops, right? Chill, chase him, right, right. So this is totally inappropriate, obviously. So uh, they say, okay, get out of here. And and then as the guy was running, they turned to the other cops who they right, took him to. It was like, there's there the suspect. He's getting away. Go, go. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I remember the part I wanted to talk about. So they get back from vacation. You know, and they're they're getting to uniform. Constantine just goes to get a bulletproof vest, and then the guy's like, "So why you need it? Tell me for my back." Right. And then he walks away, and then I think as he was putting it on, he dropped his gun, which caused the uh, gun to fire off. 
or Hughes looked back like, are you serious? Right. And he's like, all right, fine. He goes to get a bulletproof vest. And then he's like, oh, let me get you needed for your back. And he just stares at him right, and right. walks away. Right, right. <laughs> no answer. Right, because apparently back in this time, wearing a police, uh, wearing a bulletproof vest was for for girly men or whatever. It was not masculine to wear bulletproof vests. And those vests, let me tell you, look absolutely flimsy to me. It didn't look like it would stop anything, let alone a bullet, <laughs> but... That's what they had back then. Yeah, and then when they had it on, this is when consensus got shot by the guys they're teaming up with. Right. About, oh, it was an accident. You could have shot me. I'm like, but st- I understand it's like in a like it was like in the moment of uh the gunfight. And you know, there's like going left and right into these uh into the house or apartment that they're in. Yeah, but that that's that's a serious uh problem when yeah. you accidentally shoot another police officer and you know that you're on the same team. It's not like they weren't on the same team. They're on the same team and he accidentally accidentally shoots Cassandra, but luckily he had the bulletproof vest. Right, he had to shot him. Oh, I had a bulletproof vest on. He's like he was like, Really? I'm thinking you've been shot. <laughs> and here's the thing about the vest. The other thing is like they have a theme about being careful in the movie. And they're always telling them. Yeah, tell my, uh, yeah uh, if you're always, being careful, then you're going to end up being dead. Right, right, right. So don't be careful. And it's like, so um, there's a point when a police captain's like, don't you start being careful. Now you got son, you got short timer syndrome. You, you, uh, you're going to retire from police in, in 30 days. Now you feel like you need to be careful. You need to stop being careful. <laughs> so that bulletproof vest was a symbol of them being more careful. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of your other favorite parts? Uh, so when they get to the plane and they're busting it all, yeah, we found cocaine. The other two guys are getting credit. Hughes and Constanza walks off. They go to the drug test guy. They're like, no, nah, this is not, this This cocaine is bad shit. Talking about bad isn't like, it's the, like, no, he's like, no, it's bad, bad. It's like, there's no, co- there's little cocaine in it. <laughs> it's like, you'll get killed if you try you to get sell killed this in the streets. Get <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. That means that wasn't the real deal. That was the, uh, that's a fake out. Right. And so, you know, they go, they go to, I guess, the front of the airport. Right. And they see Julio, you know, meeting this father and nun. Right. And since they see him, they go to their car. They And then Julio sees him. He, Julio takes the briefcase that the nun and father had, throws in his car, tells his driver to go, go, go. Hughes and Constanza pulls up to the father and they're talking about, hey, you want, and they're like, hey, can you help us get our suitcase back? Can you just drove off. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll help you. Right, right, because they, they got a cab. Yeah, they got a cab. <laughs> Took him in and, you know, uh, Constanza is in the passenger seat. Hughes is driving and then they started doing a high-speed chase. The father and nun are just like, like, what in the world is Right, this? right. It's like, we don't need it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it. Tell me, you can take right, it. I'm right. like, Cause no. Because the whole time they're on the impression that they're in a regular taxi yeah. cab. And they're doing, because uh, they don't put on a police lights or nothing like that. They don't put it on until they get on the uh, train tracks in the channel. Right, right, right. So they're driving all over the city, high speed, chasing They get uh, on the Julio. train tracks. They, they, uh, yeah, they end up on the train tracks, uh, uh, the L train, uh, the uh, famous, uh, what you call it? Uh, subway, we call them subway trains yeah. in DC. Famous subway train in uh, in Chicago. So they actually driving on train tracks, <laughs> trying to doing a high speed chase on the tracks, chasing uh, Julio. Well, actually they're chasing Julio's driver. Yeah, Julio was just in the back seat. <laughs> there was a time when the tra- the cars were side by side. Yeah, side by side. Julio was trying to shoot at them, and then because they're just like ha ha ha, I'm bulletproof. Yeah, because just smiles and waves at him because he's behind bulletproof window. And then he and then he tried to pull the window. I was like the windows can't go down. I'm like, did you guys forget already that he you were sure right, they right, can't right, go down? Right, right, right. 
first they praise the guy who made the uh, yeah, tell yeah, first thing, like, I think his name is Max. Tell him, thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. And then when they can't roll down like, the window, it's like, damn you, Max. Max. <laughs> like, you, no, his name's Ace. That's what it was. Right, right. Damn, damn you, Ace. Ace. I'm like, you just praised the guy. Right, right. So uh, they they chase the car to the end of the train. And this is like one of the best police chases in, in the movies. Because it's like, it's it just, it was, it just high action high voltage high octane action at this point so so they they chase until they can't basically until they get confronted with an actual train and so oh no julio has to julio and his driver basically jump out of the car yeah jump out of the car by the train escapes leaving a a suitcase but before that uh when they're on the train tracks and then uh, I believe uh is like talking about uh what about the vultures? And then he was like, You don't don't the vultures is not the issue, it's the no, amps. It's, it's the it's the nun ass. It's like uh No no yeah the nun no, that's when the nun right. asked talking about how many amps right. and Consensus is like don't worry about it. I'm like what? <laughs> right, right. Uh because they they're the <laughs> the, they're in the, the back clergy seat. in the backseat still think that it's a regular cat taxi. They have no idea that these people are cops. And uh and now you know they're basically word out of their minds so um there, there's one point where costanza tells hughes because hughes's driver's like uh be careful for the voltage and yeah voltage and, and then it's like and hughes, hughes like, is like it's not about the it's voltage not the, it's not about the voltage it's the, it's the amps, amps. and, and then it was like, like how many amps <laughs> yeah and it's like and that's when uh it was either hughes or costanza because like, it's like it's enough to push a train now <laughs> shut up because <laughs> the thing about it is like not only do you see the the nun and the priest think that they're in a regular cab. Costanza and Hughes think that these are impersonators. Yeah, impersonators. So they treat them rudely. They they don't think that they're real clergy. They think that uh, they're fake out. So they're, they're just dressed up as clergy. So they are very rude to them. And and, <laughs> and so finally, like after police chase and whatnot, they, they, the next scene is them... In the police office. Yeah, yeah police office basically and they, interrog- uh, Hughes, not interrogating, but it's like trying to figure well, out. No, they're just waiting for him. Then Hughes comes in, he he takes off the handcuffs and he does a formal police apology. It's like we're very sorry. No, it's before that, uh before that they basically take the stuff out of the briefcase. They go for the doll first. They uh reach inside and it's just sand. And right, like, oh, right. It's just sand. That's and when the they statues. apologize. Right. He uh gives uh Sakes the priest's hand. He and then Consensus goes to Sakes the nun, but the nun takes his hand all right, but it smacks him with a rule all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like like nuns are apt to do. And this is something that both Hughes and Consensus are used to because they grew up Catholic and they apparently went to Catholic school. So uh they they leave out all indignant, and so now yeah, it's the just like time. I don't make an apology a habit. Right, right, right. And so, uh, and so, Hughes and Costanza they go through the uh, the evidence, the, the evidence, and, and the, they, it the was statues. a jar, right? That so, was the coke that had right, the cocaine because right. I very, I think the jar itself was the cocaine or right, something like the, that. That the, the, there were statues yeah. and vases. So they break up the statues they break and bases. Up, they're like, oh, wait they, a minute. And they smell it. And then they realize. I don't know how they realized it was yeah, cocaine. Yeah, they, they smell it. Because I don't, don't know even... what kind of smell. Normally, in police dramas, when they want to see if something is cocaine, they, they put it on it. their tongue. Yeah. They're not really tasting it. They're putting it on their tongue or they're putting it on their gums because it's less likely of getting high like that. And cocaine is an anesthetic. So what happens is that if you put it on your tongue, your tongue will go numb. If you put it in your gums, your gums will go numb. Before cocaine was made illegal, doctors used to put it on your eye 
so they can do eye operations because it's a powerful anesthetic. Yeah. So that's why they do that in police dramas. I don't know if they do it in real life. They used to do it. So with them smelling it, yeah, it was kind of weird. What, I don't know what that. But does. then when they discovered, they're like, "Oh, captain!" Right, I'm like, right, "Wow, right. they're so smug with it." Right, right, right. They're totally smug about that. So, uh, yeah. So they, they, uh, what you call it? They're vindicated yeah. because there is cocaine, and apparently, hundreds of well, tens of thousands of dollars of cocaine that they was they they captured. So, what else happened? Uh, when so after their cars get the the taxi get totaled because when Julio came. And basically, in the middle of the night, when it was in a taxi, uh, they had uh, the guy that basically they questioned from the uh, before used the dumpster truck to grab the car, lift it up, and put it in a dumpster and crush it. And Julio gave them the option to basically give him the drugs back and also get this wide money to their bank account for their bar. Or just basically die in that car. Right, right. They it's, don't take the yeah. offer. So, you know, it's put into the dumpster truck. About to be uh, compacted. Right, right. Compounded, whatever. You know, they bust out the back. They try to see if he, uh, Julio and the guy that basically put him in that situation is still there. And they're like, you know, we got to get another car. So they go to the impound where they have Julio's car. Right. Because they did impound his car by basically, because when they went to go visit him, in the apartment and they stole his car and Julio stole his car. Before that, they did have a can of spray paint from the kids who spray painted the car. And they spray painted the side of the sidewalk yellow, <laughs> called a tow truck and had his car towed. Right, right, and I'm right. Like, that was funny. That was like, funny, but that's still illegal. It, it's funny when he grabbed the spray paint can too because he was like... uh because the kids had spray paint, spray painted, painted the car and they ran off. They left the paint, right? So he grabbed the can of yellow paint. And uh, it was huge that grabbed it. And Cassandra was like, you're not going to paint his car. He was like, no, I got too much respect too for much private, respect. Property private property to, to paint his car. So he painted the yeah, curb squirt, yellow, yeah. making and it into a- an instantly tow-away zone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like first of all, that's illegal. Straight up. You can't just do that. Right. So, and the tow truck comes tows away. So the car is impounded. So that's how they get. And then they the way they get Julio's car was impounded. Yeah, they get- was because they what happened was they they go into the property master and the property master's like I don't know if all this paperwork right and, and they they yeah, basically Consenso just already the has car. a car right, right and then he's like well he already has a car he already right, drove right. Off. he already has a car so you might as well just let it, <laughs> let us have it right so they basically steal the car from the police impound and, and so, they basically drive around the neighborhood and people thinking that's Julio and then they're like right right it's not even Julio it's the other two. what in the world is this right. So basically, they're trying to get Julio's attention. Because yeah, they do people, get it. Right, because people are going to report to Julio that somebody's driving around in his and car. And because there's a phone in the car, too. It's one of those, you know... It was a car phone. Back car in the phone. day. Yeah. Back in, you they don't know about that, do you? They, don't know about uh-huh. that, do you? It's so, a car phone. Before cellular phones, or before the popularity of cellular phones, people used to drive around in a car phone. It used to cost like 20 cents a minute. Or maybe even a dollar a minute to use a car phone. Mad expensive. So, you know, you flying high on the cash horse when you got a car phone. So, that used to be a really big deal back in there. It's like, oh, man, he got a car phone. Yeah. That, dude is, that dude is rolling in dough. So, you know, they pick up the phone. as Julio is basically trying to get his car back because he's his car and his drugs. Because he's pissed off that they, that they have his car and drugs. Right. And so, you know, Hughes is basically trying to talk to him because Sans is like, hey, tell him I said hi. <laughs> He's constantly trying to do like tell Julio I said hi. Uh Julio hangs up. And then he was like, Well, he hung up. He's like, But you didn't tell you didn't tell him hi. Cause it's like you didn't tell you him I said hi. Right, right. And right. He, he was like, I tried. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they're basically at this street. And this street is basically where Hughes, is, I guess, goes at, because he's uh, with this other guy. 
but she's basically is with really with Hughes. Right. So she's cheating on him on Hughes. Really. Right, 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 right. And so and he was like, hey, why don't you make that call? So go and, and it's a basically a Hughes uh setup for the two guys. Uh the two guys are supposed to be training. And con, con uh consensus makes the call to their captain to basically give them the street of talking about, yeah, there's this guy. And he's basically supposed to be portraying as this uh some Jewish guy watching he's, Jeopardy. Right. He's portraying an informant. This is like this is another of uh, Billy Crystal's yeah. famous impression. And so, so you know he's he's like uh so basically the gist of the con is that so then I don't think they're calling the captain. I think they're calling the detective. Yeah, detective. The, and the they're like basically themselves. I'm and like, I, yeah, this guy in this street. Oh no. Right. right. Jeopardy. Tell me he I'm like, what? Right. So he he basically is playing a uh the gist of the con is that He's he's saying that he made a deal with uh, Hughes and Costanza, and that Costanza was, was supposed to be paying him for information, but they had stopped paying him, and so now he's trying to make a deal with the detective yeah. so they can go arrest somebody else. And the guy that you're trying to get to arrest is the boyfriend of, of the Hugh. girl that Who's Hughes was hooking up with. So they was gonna get that dude arrested so he can hook up with the woman, right? So yeah, like, and this is. Uh, now they don't care if it's illegal or not. Now they don't really care. They just feel like these are dirty days. These are dirty cops. So, uh, so Costanza is on the phone with the other detectives, like, "Yeah, I made a deal, but they don't pay me no more, and I want my money." So, and then <clears throat> he's pretending that he's watching Jeopardy yeah, at the Jeopardy. same time, and he's like, "Oh no, that they got the wrong answer, <laughs> right?" So <laughs> I'm watching Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> and then to hang up the talk, talking about, talking about what's that bar? Okay, I'm like, okay, right, right, right. Hangs right, up the car, right. Watch uh, as watch the two come in to arrest the guy. Right, right, right. The girl comes out, and then they roll down the window and wave at her. I'm like, y'all just right, y'all right, just right, the worst. right, right. So this is a woman that Hughes hooks up earlier, uh, ho- hooks up with early at a bar, and um, every time. And so he knows that she has a boyfriend. So every time he wants to get with her, yeah, he, yeah. he does something to the boyfriend. Yeah, because like, he does <laughs> so one scene. He goes up. He's like, yeah, tell me, I got a, I think, tell me, a car bill or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then tell me, it's in the girl's name. And he's like, I told her million times right. not to do that. Right. Parking ticket. Parking right. ticket. So time they, not to do that. So about, they pretend to arrest his girlfriend, which is. Hugh's girlfriend now and and they take her into custody and that's when that's that's just a con to get her into Hugh's apartment so they can make relations or whatever yeah, I'm like wow y'all. Right. <laughs> Hugh, I'm like Hugh this is wow so so now we realize this, this movie is basically about dirty cops, dirty cops about, doing... to, about to retire so <laughs> or or abusing their power so they can play practical jokes so uh yeah so what's another favorite part you got so uh, I believe this is like the near end you know, they, uh, huge, no, no, Consensus get the call that his ex-girlfriend has been taken and that they need to bring the drugs and he needs to come alone. No cops are allowed. And then so he, he's like, okay, so he goes to Hughes in his apartment, interrupts him having sex with the girl. It's like talking about they have the they have my ex. Oh, oh and, by the way, this is the second time they interrupt. Oh yeah, the second time. The first time <laughs> and, he comes and, in with Dunkin' Donuts. Right, right. And and then it's weird because uh 
Hughes, for some reason, has a police oh, yeah, motorcycle yeah, yeah, in his apartment. In his apartment. And like, every time Costanza wants to wake him up, he turns he on turns the police car lights, the, the motorcycle lights. And this time he doesn't do that. He just comes in like, no, yeah. No, he does it the oh, second he does? time, too. Oh, right, right. And he's like, yeah, they have my ex. And, and the only way we're going to get it back is that, you know, we have to bring in the drugs. And so the drugs they have impounded, what they do is they had Hughes goes down to collect it. And then he, and then the guy behind the um the, the, the property office, the property office, he's like fifty. That's a lot, you know. And then it's like fifty thousand yeah, drugs. Or, yeah, I can't 50, remember 000, fifty kilos, something like that. Right, right, fifty kilos. Of, and of then drugs. he's like, "This is doesn't sound right. Let me call the captain." Like, you don't have to come. Like, I just got to make sure. So he calls the captain, and it's who it's uh, Constantis. In the in the office, posing as him, talking about fifty kilos. No, you wait until his partner gets there, then you give it to him. Right, Unbelievable. Right, so where's right. his partner? His partner? Then you wait until his partner gets there. And he's like, okay, he hangs up. And, and by the way, this is a perfect impersonation of uh, the captain. See, now the guy that plays the captain, he's he's a character actor, so he doesn't change his accent or his the influence of his. Right, this is just the How way he, he talks. talks in real life, right? So even like when he was on Cheers. Uh, that's that's the way he talked. So when uh, so that's uh Dan Hadea. So that's just the way Dan Hadea talks. So when uh they do this bit and he's talking to uh Costanza Costanza, who's played by Billy Crystal, he does one of his famous impressions and he does a, a perfect ex- uh, impression of Hadaya as a police captain, right? And so <laughs> and this it, is outstanding. And the guy's like, "Well, I can't give it to you until your partner shows up." Now. Constanza, he he's about to walk out, but then he's like, he hears something, goes in high, and that's when you see the captain walks in. I'm like, right, right, just right. wow. Right, so now they got to get the drugs out they before get the, the real drugs. captain uh, yeah, finds out. out. So they get the drugs, they go and prepare. So they're in a bar, uh, stacking up on bullets with the Uzis that they got, and so they're doing that. The bartender is telling everyone that's trying to come in that the bar is closed. That's when the other two comes in. And they're like, hey, what was the deal? That guy, that guy that we cast was the setup, man. Right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> was he supposed to be training us, not setting us up? And then they basically hiding the the guns they're setting up, the Uzis, uh, away from them because they don't want them to know about what they're about to do. Right. And to basically make sure they can get away, they knock them out, <laughs> they punch them, they sucker punch them, and walk away. Right. Get so, on a motorcycle and drive away. They the other two guys they get up. And tell them, and you know they're mad. The bartender who comes up with the drinks that they've been drinking, it was like, yeah, that's. I think he says at seven fifty something like that. Right, right, right. They they actually. Um, I don't know if Costanza and them ordered the drinks for them or they. No, ordered no, the, the two themselves. guys ordered drinks themselves. Right. Okay. And then yeah, they get punched out, and then <laughs> bartender shows up. Yeah, that'll be seven fifty. <laughs> they drive away because they're on Hughes' motorcycle, and I believe it's at this. Uh, Hotel, I think it was it's a hotel. A, it's a, it's a, it's like a state government. Yeah, building state or, government, or, or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, or, or city and tell government. Me, you know, it's a, it's a public place, and it's like I don't like it because it basically is a public place. And so they get there. Hughes has to figure a way how to sneak inside without being seen, because just has to go in with the drugs. Right. So Hughes goes in like a back way, you know, and he they find the guy. That they interrogated basically twice because the second time was when he was giving a tattoo to some other guy, right? And they wanted to know where Julio was at, right? The uh, the the guy that they found was uh 
they knew there was a bad guy, but he was dressed as a security officer. Yeah, security officer. And yeah. I think that's what Hughes found, right? Yeah, Hughes found right, him dressed right. as a security officer. And he's like, what the hell? Right. And then they go and see that all the other security, the real security officers have been tied up and put into the back. And no, they have the no cage. clothes on. They just no dressed in their underwear. On. So now because they know that they all got the their bad guys. Clothes. Right. Now they know that all, all the bad guys are dressed as security officers. Yeah. And so he was just like, is there a way to actually sneak in like a fire shade? The guy's like, no. And it's like, the only real way you can do it is like with the- um, The window washer. The window really. washer. And then it's not like one of the big ones. It's that small little paddle. Right, which right. I'm just like, <laughs> I eat, I don't really trust as much. Right. Even though it has like a, a hydraulic system. To... No, it's no hydraulic. It's just a harness. So no, no, because is... it has this- um. It's like a metal- It's just a pulley system. He's no, pulling himself up. No, because to- to make sure you're safe a little bit. Oh, well, there's it's a like seat. a hydraulic. No, it's also a hydraulic system to keep you there to basically it's just stop a you from. Yeah, it's just to a, stop you from falling. Right, I know what you're talking about, but it's just all it is is a harness, and the harness is attached to the the rope that's attached to the top of. The no, building. there's also a hydraulic system too. That metal piece on the rope, that's, or that's, on the harness himself. Yeah, that's just a brace. That that's not that's not a hydraulic. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure yeah. that it has like a pump. No, 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 right. no pumps, no, no, none of that. It's, right, it, it's, so. it's, it's, it's uh, more disgusting than that. It's, it's just him pulling himself up. So it's anyway, not, he's you, pulling you himself up on the building. Consensus <laughs> goes in. He gets patted down. The guy was about to take the bag. Like, no, no, no. I'm delivering. Not tell my not until I get my ex back. So he goes in. The, he sees that his ex is in the elevator. He goes in the other elevator and he goes up while his ghost goes down. Right. Oh, the. Uh, a word on the elevator the elevators are like open face elevators yeah open face so, elevators so, so you can see it's like glass on the outside you can see out into the world on yeah. these type of elevators but they're in interior elevators because it's a very small it's a very tall building so they're interior elevators facing the inside of this open plaza and um so the girl is on on the higher elevator and he, she starts to go down he gets on the ground floor he starts to go up yeah, and that's when uh, Julio's there with a uh, with one of his men. That's when the ex comes up right beside uh, Constanza's, and then he realized that basically they're both going to get shot at. So he tells her to get down as they're getting shot at. They do get down. Hughes, you know, hears a fight, and he's like, shoot, I got to hurry up inside. The other two guys that got punched out figure out where it was at. Uh, goes in, starts shooting as well at the bad guys. Right. Hughes finally gets inside, but he's just dangling. And he <laughs> right. can't, and he's just having trouble trying to get down. Right. And so he, all he can do is swing uh, forward and back, trying to get onto one of the uh, levels. At the same time, shooting people with shooting a people. while while he's swinging. And he can't the- even shoot anymore because <laughs> he's missing. Also, right. uh, they have a... Uh, thing going on where basically they both shoot at the same time and they argue on who shot what right 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 the first time is when they was getting quote-unquote mugged in the beginning of the movie right with these two guys with fake guns by the way i'm like (laughs) really right you can tell they're fake from up close when you look at it it's like wow right yeah uh, trying to, the second time when Julio's trying to get away, uh, Julio got that car getting away, they're shooting, and you know, they were like, you know, you missed your shot. I'm like, I didn't miss anything, right? 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 So, yeah, yeah, that's a running so, theme in the movie of who shot what. He was just <laughs> trying to swing front and uh, front and back, trying to get on a, uh, on one of the levels. The guys on the bottom floor is trying to shoot at the bad guys. 
who uh, Constanza is shooting at, you know, shooting at the bad guys as well. That's when he decided to drop the drugs. Right. And Julio's getting pissed off even more because he's dropping the drugs he dropped, on the floor. Yeah, he's dropping cocaine, cocaine Cocaine powder. just so on the, the floor. They're, they're just uh, in... The cocaine itself is in plastic bags. Plastic bags. And this is busting open right, every time right, it hits right. the floor. Right. And he also is telling his... Like, my coke! That's my, that's my coke! Right. And then, you know, Kanzaz is telling his girl to jump because her elevator door won't open. Right. Only his can. Right. So he's telling her to jump over to his elevator so that way they can escape. Once he does that, they escape. Well, he, oh, here, here's one of the parts. Most parts I don't remember this movie from when I first saw it, but this is the part I do remember is that she's like, um, I can't do it. Why don't you jump over here? And he oh, said, yeah, Anna, about- your door, <laughs> door is, is locked. locked. You have to jump over to me. <laughs> I was like, why do you want to jump over to you right, when right. your door is locked? Right. Yeah. So she, she jumps over to his elevator and, uh, and they get out and, and they get out. He hands her his pistol for safety. He keeps the Uzis on, you know, shooting at the rest of the bad guys. Uh, Hughes trying to get on a platform, killing one guy, goes, you know, goes to help Hughes. It's, it's uh, amazing consent. how quickly he got out yeah, of that quickly. harness. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was quick. It's like in one scene, he's all harnessed up, connected to the window washing uh, equipment. And then in the very next moment, he's totally free of the harness. <laughs> he goes to help Consensus. Uh, the other two guys, they run out of bullets. They're like, darn, all we can do is just duck and cover. And then Julio Pops, you know, is standing there and they shoot him. And they're, again, they're always talking about who basically shot him. It was my gun. Who Who shot him? You just missed. They're like, no, I didn't. It was me. Right, right. Julio gets up just basically not filled with holes, but, you know, just injured. And then he's about to shoot the two guys who ran out of bullets. And they end up shooting him again, causing him to fall down onto an escalator heading down again and they got shot by the way Hughes got shot in the leg uh consensus got shot in the in the shoulder shoulder and they're, again arguing who shot him like does it right, even right, matter right, he's right. dead <laughs> right and so uh and that's basically the movie it was what what did you think of this movie it was really good yeah yeah i thought you were like it. I, I really i remember liking it growing up i don't think i've seen it since 1986 <laughs> But I was like, and I, but I put this movie on the list. It's like, I don't know if if I'm going to like this movie today. But I remember liking it back then, so I'm pretty sure I would continue to like it. The movie actually hold up. I mean, yeah, we're we're kind of conscious about how corrupt some police officers are, <laughs> and so this kind of exacerbate that the the glorification of uh, corrupt police officers. But um, so it might not hold up in that way. But I think. I think that this movie kind of leans in to that corruption. Like these guys know what they're doing. That is is not police policy. It's not like the yeah, movie they, they know it's illegal. Right, right. They, they, they know don't what wanna... they're doing is wrong. Right. So it's not like they're playing into like this is proper police procedure. They know what they're doing is wrong, and they're just trying to. Uh, and, and really, they're just trying to get out so they can retire to Florida. So, um, so in that way, I think it kind of holds up. Yeah. Oh, oh. can Chances get his girl back because they're kissing, right. and then he he's like, "Tell me, what about the dentist that you're gonna be married?" She's like, "Who?" Right. I'm like, right, wow. Right, right. So yeah, because that- basically, she still loves him, but she couldn't deal with it because one, he was a cop, and two, he was always acting like a child. Well, the, yeah, he was a cop, so he was away from home. She, she felt that he wasn't present in their marriage yeah and so like she, she felt- didn't want you know and then she's also was like 
when she found out they're gonna have a bar in Florida, she's like, but that's a boy in line. And he's like, yo, married in a dentist. That's right. as born as it can get. Right, right, right. So um yeah, so so basically when he saves her life, she basically falls fully back in love with him and she totally forgets about the dentist that she was supposed to marry. So uh, basically uh I guess they live happily ever after. They yeah. never made a sequel. They thought about making a sequel, but they never made a sequel. So, so as far as we're concerned, they're in Florida, retired from bartending. They probably own a chain of bars in Key West now. Who knows? I would say if they do, they did make a sequel. It would lead into them owning a bar. Something happened to Florida, you know, and they're like, well, they're the best detective. And people, I guess, they're known. Mm-hmm. Like in this, the police precinct, they're known because you know, news circle around. They find out they own a bar. They go to them. They go to them for help. And they're like, "We need your help because there's a drug dealer going on. We can't catch him. You're the two with the street smarts. We need your help." So they go do the thing that they did in uh, Chicago. Chicago. But basically, since it's all slowed down and stuff, it's not going to be like all fully fast, fast. But it will be fast enough for them to basically find out what the drug dealer is doing, where he's at. Basically repeating the same shenanigans they did in Chicago. Wow, but look in at Florida. you writing a movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the basic way to make a sequel. <laughs> if you're you. giving it an ending like, oh yeah, they're retiring in Key West. Right. They could just become uh, this uh, police again just because of another drug dealer causing issues and they're in Key West. Right, Zachary Richardson writing a movie. Look at that. Look at that. That uh-huh. that sounds like a that that sounds like a movie I would watch. So let's 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 go ahead and, and let's start off with the trivia. From IMDb, well, not start off, but continue with the trivia from IMDb. So the original script was written for Gene Hackman and Paul Newman. Before Peter Himes decided to make Hughes and Constanza, Constanza, yeah, Constanza characters younger, so they was gonna be older, right? It was, and if it was gonna be Gene Hackman and Paul Newman, it would have been a serious movie. It would not have been a a ha ha funny movie. It would have been a straight up action drama movie. Uh, Hold on, I'm looking for something now. I'm trying to see what his his name is. Oh, Costanzo. I didn't realize Costanzo. that. Yeah, Costanzo. See, you see the similarities with my name and, the, and their name? Yeah. See, it's a Z-O. Right. See, with Italian, Z is a very big... Uh, that, that's that's their that's their letter, Z. So, a lot of times you see in, in Spanish, you would see S or S-O or S-A or something like that. In Italian, is Z-O, Z-A or something like pizza you know <laughs> z z is a way more important letter in italian than it is in uh a lot of other uh old world languages so anyways uh tom Selleck and john travolta were also offered the roles of hughes and costanza Selleck turned it down due to commitments to magna pi and in 1980 while travolta at the time the agent mike well at, while Travolta's agent at the time, Michael Orvitz, felt that the project was wrong for him. So uh, Travolta may have wanted to do it, but his agent was like, nah, nah this ain't the this right ain't role good for, you. for you. But this would have been a great role for him. Uh, Gary DeVore, the screenwriter for this movie, disappeared in June 1997 while driving at night from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Santa Barbara. Barbara. Uh, Barbara. Hold on, California. hold on, hold on. That's your grandmother's name. Okay. Barbara. Yeah. So. Didn't know that's how it was spelled. <laughs> so. Bar- uh, Santa Barbara, California, promoting at extensive uh, 
at extensive search and media speculation. A year later, he and his car were discovered submerged below a bridge over the California Aquatic near Palmdale. Yeah, Palmdale, California, of off Highway 14. DeVore was driving back from home. It was believed that DeVore may have fallen asleep and drove into the aquatic. However, some conspiracy theories claim he was murdered. Well, that just depends if his car was driven off or not. He probably just fell asleep and he drove yeah, off. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if you see bullet holes in him, then yeah, it was murder. If you see dents in his car from the back or the side, yeah, it was murder. But... If well, you don't see any of those and you like, you know, yeah, that I was mean, him falling asleep. It could have been like somebody drugged him or something like that, but it's, yeah. it's most likely he probably just fell asleep. No, that's just, ooh, <laughs> disappeared, ooh. Right. Uh, on, telev- on the television series, the directors, Peter Himes stated that when MGM offered him the project following the success of 2010, the year we made contact in 1984, the script focused on two old New York City cops who want to retire. Heim suggested his idea of two young Chicago cops who don't retire and MGM agreed. Wow, that's surprising that they agreed to it. Normally I mean, they're like, no, well, because he's a he's a great director. He's a great film. It's not like he just he probably did a whole pitch about how to do it. Yeah, possibly. Uh, a sequel title was still running was planned uh was planned and a uh, different script was written, but Billy Crystal and Jack, uh, Gregory Himes did not think any of them were strong enough to warrant a sequel and turned them all down. They're like, you yeah, know, this doesn't sound good. No, right. Dad, get out. In an interview, Peter Himes stated that when he said that he wanted Billy Crystal um Billy Crystal and Gregory Himes for the movie, he heard he heard a big thud that I got a Type that out wrong. <laughs> uh, he heard a big thud. At the time, both actors were not household names like they became later on in their careers. The two muggers who attempt to rob Ray and Danny are such amateurs that if you really pay attention, pay close attention to their tall thug in the black leather jacket, his pistol is really a piece of wood with a metal rod held in held into place by elect- electrical tape. You know what I'm saying? That's when I saw right. Because when I first... I'm like, that's not even a real pistol. Right. This is some Minecraft pistol. Are they just robbing people with fake pistols and then hoping that they don't look at it closely? Right, right. Because that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what that's what the uh, Constanza's and uh, Hughes did. They looked at the pistol like, we're not even scared. Right, even right, Even though right. they, they must get mugged before and they're not really that scared. Right. So... The scenes actor's talking about is that, and he alluded to earlier. So while they're taking early in the movie, they're taking uh, Snake to the Snake funeral. To was they on? I think they was on their way to their car. Yeah, they're back first. on their way to right, the car right. after they right, the after funeral. they just arrested them. They're on their way to the car, and then they're accosted by these two muggers. No, this is yeah after they because they're coming from the funeral. Oh, they're coming from yeah, the they're funeral. coming from the funeral, heading back to the car. Right, and then these two guys like, come to mug them, and they're coming. Give us the money, give us everything, and it's like everything really. Well, we got fifty thousand, and then he sings like, no, that's my money. Right, right. And I'm like, well, do we have to really give up our wallets? Can we just keep the cars? We can just give you the cash. Right, and they're it's still like, trying. It's like, well, it's like, you can, can see our, ba- you can have our badges. It, no, no, he said, can we at least keep our, our police badges? badges. <laughs> and they're like shoot and they're like well we, and then it also sold that guns too right right i'm like again right. and y'all so is using fake right they're so unconcerned about being mugged it was like okay you guys you have the right to remain silent anything you say can be used against you in the court of law and it's like they're so calm about it and then and the guys are getting more nervous and then that's when 
uh, Costanza, he shows off his pistol. He's like, man, I'd, I'd rather get shot with this 38 than yeah, this, 38 this than punk 30, 22s. <laughs> and then that's when the guy started taking off running. So probably the 22, either it wasn't real or it wasn't loaded. One or two. It the wasn't real. Guy, they noticed it wasn't real. When you look at it, <laughs> right. that wasn't but, real. Yeah, the other guy with the wooden gun, definitely not real. So yeah, they chase off. But the guys, that's that's the part where the guys actually get away. They get into their car. They get into the car. They're about to get away. Off, and then it's, it's funny because the bad up. guys... The bad guys have the fanciest cars. Yeah, but yeah, a truck comes up blocking their path. So they have to turn around, right. driving towards Hughes and Constanza. Then they shoot at him. They shoot at them. They end up crashing. And again, they always come out. Yeah, see, no, that's my bullet that hit the windshield. You always ain't low. Right, right. He's like, oh, now you got the short jokes, right? <laughs> oh, here's the other thing. That, um, what you call it? The, uh, the shooting at the bad guys with the innocent civilian behind yeah, the bad yeah, guy yeah, they're, <laughs> they're shooting and snake is there like come on i'm here right so yeah that that's pretty wild um so uh yeah that that's that's it for the trivia let us go to see what the critics thought the critics gave it a 57 percent. the audience gave it a 58 percent. so as much as i enjoyed this movie it, it, it really basically mixed. call it rotten and i disagree with that assessment these people are wrong they need to rewatch this movie see how awesome it really is um it also has an imdb reviews score of 6.5 out of 10 which is a little bit better but not by much so um go ahead so gene sickle from cisco cisco from frenemy yours <laughs> yours from chicago tribute running scared tries to be a light comedy in a violent comic book world that's a difficult judging act juggling act and director peter himes doesn't pull it off so um while i disagree with it i, I think i know what you're talking about because I, I watched the video i watched a couple of videos this morning because i was starting to forget what happened in the movie so in the video they were talking about how uh some people didn't like it's basically a comedy action movie, a, a comedy action buddy cop movie. It basically tries to riff off some of the formula of earlier buddy cop movies, like Forty Hours, even though Eddie Murphy doesn't play a cop in that movie. Yeah. And then later on, um, what was that movie? Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, something like that. So they're trying to do something like that formula, and um, they're saying it's too heavy on the action and not enough on the comedy. But to me, it was a great mix of action and comedy. And they, they did have comedy within the action too. Right. That's another and it, thing. Yeah, it was comedy within the action. And then it was, all, people weren't used to it. It was like, they weren't used to an action comedy. It's like, Back then, in their minds, either it's going to be a straight comedy or it's going to be straight action. They weren't used to the blend of action comedy. See, I think if they rewatch it, they'll basically have their minds changed. Right. It's like today, it's that, that it's, it's fine. A standard it's, now. it's like ahead of their time. It's fine. It's fine the way it is because it's great because people are now used to action comedies. Back then, they're really not used to it. And uh, I think that if they made a sequel, I think if they had focused heavily on a comedy on the sequel, that would have been totally awesome yeah, I, I think that's why they made a remake of it oh i don't know about the remake. i think the remake is totally serious uh, this is Paul, I, and is that actually a remake or is that just a, a movie with the same name so while you're looking that up because it came out in 2006 yeah and it stars paul walker and somebody else yeah paul walker apparently he is higher than his basement uh highs from i don't even know right it, i think that's a different movie. yeah it's, it looks like it's a different movie right because that movie looks serious. Because I never seen Paul Walker in a comedy, but he may have been in a comedy, but I never seen it. But um, yeah. So so I can see why uh, this particular criticism might be a little bit valid, especially for that time. But I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was great then. I think it's great now. So Roger Ebert, another friend of me. They used to have a show together called Siskel and Ebert, and uh, 
you know, Robert Ebert gotta gotta watch out about him because you know he he be he be shady, he be shady. But yeah, most, Roger I'm Ebert, pretty sure most of the time they disagree on something. Like one will oh, yeah. like it, yeah. the other one will be like it's horrible. What are you talking about? Right, that's what made the show is when they disagreed. So Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun Times, I used to watch the crap out of that show. <laughs> Roger Ebert of Chicago Chicago Sun Times, uh, he wrote this genre is so overpopulated and. It hardly seems like we need one more example of yet running, and yet running scared transcends its dreary roots and turns out to be a lot of fun. See, right. This is where they start it's to absolutely disagree. Right. Yeah, right, like, right. No, what are you talking about? We don't want no acting comedy. Right. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, what are you talking about? This is overused. Don't you see all these other ones that's doing it? Right, Come on. Right, right. What's wrong with you? Right. So, yeah. And he's right. I When, when me and Roger Ebert actually agree on something, it's magical. So, Phil Villarreal, Villarreal, I'm going to go with Villarreal. Phil Villarreal of the Arizona Daily Star, he wrote, as all the logic and transitional ease of a Pokemon-style card game played by five-year-olds who don't understand the rules, so they make up their own rules as they go, hey, you know what? I agree with that. This is probably a negative rule. I don't remember, but yes, he's absolutely right. There is... Like a Pokemon card game played by five years old who don't understand the rules. This one, I don't even remember playing a game. But we I did play I, the game. We did? I, just, <laughs> yes. I think I just all I did was collect the cards. I think you were five and, and you did understand the game. So it works out fine. Hmm. We, Interesting. We, 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 did, we, we didn't play all the time. We only played a couple of times. So we, not only did I have fun punching people in the balls, but I just played Pokemon right. the card game. Okay. You played po- Pokemon card game. But also, Blue's Clues was your favorite TV show because it was the only show that you would sit down for more than five minutes to watch. And if you don't remember, Blue's Clues was the exact same show, was the exact same episode every single day of the week. So it, it would uh, it's a five-day show from Monday through Friday. And from Monday through Friday, it was the exact same show. So me, an adult, have to watch the exact same show <laughs> every single day because it's the only show that you would sit down and watch the entire episode of. That's, that's the part I mean, of being a parent. That's how it was when I was, when Chris was over here when he was little, and the only way to get him to sit down before it was basically for Hannah Montana, or uh, Wizard of Waverly Place, and I just had to sit there and listen to Hannah Montana. I'm like, I don't even like this. Yeah, stuff. but at least they were different episodes, and it was only care. one episode I a week. I didn't care. Or was it, or was it they, every sometimes day? they would have it on, uh, have repeated episodes. Like not not everything was always a new episode, but like repeated episodes. I'm like I don't like this. Well, well. <laughs> All right, what's the last one? Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve Goldman from Time Out. Crystal and Heinz do flavor uh, do flavor the film with genuine genuine yeah your genuine warmth and despite some cheap gags work well together to produce some truly funny moments. Right. And uh, on another video, or probably the same video, I saw that apparently Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal got along famously. They had really good chemistry. So yeah, and it shows out in the film. It, it, it seemed like they were really having a really good time filming together. There's even some footage of them just goofing off on the set. So yeah, it and it really shows. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. So finally, Running Scared is, as of this recording, available for free on Pluto TV. It was supposed to be on uh, Amazon, but for some reason, Amazon said, not available. But even when you looked it up, it's like, but it says it is. Right. What's wrong with you, Amazon? Fix your right. website. Your it wasn't, app, something. It wasn't even available for rent on Amazon, so that's kind of weird. And Amazon, when they put movies out, it's like, if, it, if a movie's on HBO or Netflix, 
it's on there for a long time, but Amazon, it's only up there for a few it's weeks. Like you either get it now or you be like, hey, it looks like you have to find some other way to get it. Right. So suck sucks for you, buddy. Yeah. Move along. Right, right, right. Uh so I ended up renting this episode. Uh well, renting this movie. Um, but if you want to watch it, I think Pluto TV has commercials. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of investigating a Pluto TV, but it is available there. The next episode is Predator. The first Predator, the original Predator movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger. I do know that video game sucks because it doesn't even feel like it's based off the movie. That's all right, because the movie is outstanding. <laughs> Can't wait to watch that. Um, what's the movie? that? It's the, the one movie where I heard my grandmother, uh, Mary, uh, Mary Carr, she... Uh, I heard a curse for the first time and that was magical. <laughs> Mary Mary and it was a movie that uh when she wasn't cursing out of our own volition. She uh it was a scene when Arnold Schwarzenegger said, What the hell are you? And the alien was like kind of repeated the same thing, except it was kind of garbled because <laughs> it doesn't have like real right. human voice. And my grandmother said, What do you say? What the hell are you? And I was like, yeah, that's what you said, Granny. <laughs> and the funny thing is, <laughs> um, she was really invested in that movie. Like, she was really interested because this is not, my grandmother is is the church lady. So, this is not something that you would expect her to be interested in, but she was totally into it. Um, anyways, yeah, Mary in the Car, I can say, really vouches for that movie. So, uh, one last time, if you like the show, then please help us grow. To do the, to do this, you can rate us or you can write a review on Podchaser or Apple Pie, uh, Apple. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper now. You can review us on Podchaser.com, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And you can also share our show with someone. You can pound, you know, hashtag, hashtag my man. Say. You know, hashtag, or you can at Backlick Cinema on your favorite social media sites. Also, don't forget that you can contact us at fanmail at backlookcinema.com. Yeah, believe me, it matters. Wow, this is almost two hours. We we, we got to... That, that's long. That's the longest episode we did. We didn't even have a guest. We went about two hours. And I didn't even know. Hey, hey, that's a little long. Maybe we should trim it down some. <laughs> Anyways, be safe, hug your loved ones, and be outstanding.